All right. Hi, everybody. This is A7X fan Ben with God Mason and Xerix, and this is episode number 18 of the Pirate CSG podcast. This is the Frozen North set review. Uh, this set came out in 2007, um, and uh, we're first going to talk about uh, the kind of the main characteristics of the set. So icebergs were a new terrain, so I'll let you guys talk about uh, what do you think of icebergs in general. I like them. They're kind of fun. I like them as a whole, but my problem is they don't really seem to affect games unless you can absolutely cover the board with them and you've got like some active for every die roll. And, yeah. And even then they're pretty easily uh they're pretty easily avoided as a whole. So even if you do get a die roll and there's a ship near one, you still got only a one in six chance of the ship taking damage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I like the concept, but I don't really like the execution because I just don't like rolling for them. I just forget, and then yeah. even when I do, it's kind of annoying. It feels like a chore, um, even if it's only at the end of or beginning of a round rather than every player's turn. I just find it kind of annoying. Um, yeah. I will say, I thought about this earlier today, one cool thing is that they're, in my opinion, the easiest um, custom terrain to make because you can just grab white yeah. styrofoam <laughs> and just hack it apart and then you have an iceberg. It's yeah, really yeah, simple and easy and it looks really um, good and um, so I like that aspect and other terrain usually lies flat either on the surface or underneath like a reef or Sargasso Sea or Whirlpool so those aren't mm-hmm. really you wouldn't really bother with custom terrain for those but with icebergs it's convenient simple, easy and it looks really cool and adds like a 3D element to your games. Yeah, my my oldest sister works at like a factory where they make curtains, and she got like this uh, blob of leftover glue that hardened into like this white kind of snowy looking blob around iceberg size. So we drew <laughs> die rolls on that, and we use that as an iceberg now. Nice, well, that's, that's cool. cool. Yeah, yeah. I want to see a picture other that might make time. icebergs. Sorry. I want to see like a picture of that sometime. See what it looks like. Yeah, I've got a yeah, couple of them. Cool. I can post them. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Going back to what you said briefly about um, poor execution, I will say what's neat about icebergs. Um, if they collide, they become one piece of terrain, which is really cool. So maybe it's not about um, like having like a ton of them, but if you had like four or five of them and they were all just one gigantic moving terrain piece. Like, if you taped, like, three or four of them together. Even then, I suppose you could still sail around it because they only go S when you move them. Is, that, is, is it S or am I mixing it up yeah, or something else? Yeah. Yeah. Do you suppose they'd be more effective if you could move them L? Yeah, that'd be interesting. That'd be a good house rule, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I like that idea. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. Does anybody else have anything more to add about icebergs? Yeah, real quick, there is a custom rules with um, when they hit something, or when they hit an island they, or other icebergs, they split, and then but then if they hit, if they they can also combine with other icebergs. So there's different, like if you have like a cluster bird, they can split off into individual ones again or get even bigger. So just kind of house rules you can play around with. So, and I kind of like house ruling to have them move at the beginning of each round rather than every start of every player's turn, but you can play around with that depending on how much you like them. So that's all I got. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, I guess I would like to push us on to icebreakers next. Uh, They were one of the two ship types introduced in frozen North and they did not reappear afterward. 
icebreakers are a cool idea. They allow you to smash a uh, an an iceberg with a ram action. But most icebreakers, as I covered in my ranking list, are actually pretty bad ships. There's a, like one or two of them that are all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Like the one or two that are all right happen to not be Viking, which is ironic in a way, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell is like a car? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard something that sounded kind of like an old racing game or something in the background. <laughs> I yeah, I heard that. I don't know if that was my heater or what. I don't know what that was. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, but yeah, icebreakers. I don't know. They're mostly mediocre. Um, I think they're overpriced. Um, I yeah. completely yeah. forgot about the first part of the keyword. Uh, they do ignore terrain except icebergs when given move action. That kind of just cost a little bit more. Yeah, I forgot about that until recently, and then I, I kind of like vaguely thought of it in CG3 because I'm commanding uh, the Polaris. A privateer Viking icebreaker <laughs> campaign game three. So she went over, she went over a reef without taking damage. So that was kind of nice. Not a well, great that, gives, that gives me an idea um, regarding icebreakers that I'm not sure we've thought of before. Could you use an icebreaker as something that you can put a uh, smoke shot or smoke pot specialist on and just make a barrier of uh, of fog banks? I guess so. Yeah. The problem I is, I suppose they, you could. Yeah, they disappear at the beginning of your next turn. So you'd have to oh, do yeah, that. I was about to mention that. Yeah. Hmm. Dang. Yeah. All right, I guess we could start the, the pieces, though. Um, so the first mm. one, the Vikings oh, were introduced in this uh, set. Long ships, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we could talk about those first. Um, long ships, yeah, we'll get to those after a couple Same of Same kind of problems as icebreakers, for the most yeah, part. overpriced. Uh, yeah. In the main, overpriced. Um, kind not of unfitting ability. Yeah, especially for like the ship type, kind of. Well, historically, long ships didn't have a ton of firepower. Yeah. But the way they're presented in the game with two cannon shots per mast, that's eh, a little. Yeah, it's pretty silly. I don't like it at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. Theoretically, some or some or most long ships historically didn't have any cannons at all. So it's really yeah, bizarre. giant crossbows yeah, and or like, armed berserkers. <laughs> yeah, they, it was like the opposite of what they should have done. And I like uh, Captain Mike. He uh, proposed in, on Pojo cutting the prices in half of each longship and then giving them only one shot per mast, um, which works decently. Some of them are underpriced in that case, but you can deal with it on a case-by-case basis like we did for the world game. So I think that's a good house yeah. to go. The Kettering is a really good example of that because yeah. you get three three L guns, SL move, and a canceller. Yeah. And then, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I had, yeah. Um, ship, um, two shots per mass. There's other stuff too. It can't pin or be pinned. If it gets if it rams, it gets plus one to boarding. Um, you can rotate on the stern like a schooner after the final move segment. And, and a galley. Uh, then it's got oarsmen essentially built in. So it is a pretty Wait. packed keyword. It's got a lot of stuff attached to it. So. Do they really have plus one to boarding? Yeah, if it rams, it gets plus one to boarding rolls, yep. I didn't really? know that. Built in? Yeah. Yeah, that's part of the huh. longship keyword. Yep. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. it's a pretty stacked ability, which is kind of that starts to explain the point cost a little more, but I mean they're still not uh, it, but it's one thing I would um maybe not would have changed, but one house rule I've come up with is rather than adjusting the point cost, um in place of the Two, uh, the two shots per mast, I suggested plus three to boarding rolls, which is kind of high, 
but I think is sort of thematic and partially justifies the point cost. Maybe. I don't have too many uh, long ships, so I haven't used them a whole bunch. Yeah. Sounds like you got a lot of little cars, though. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it sounds like some tiny little old car. (laughs) Where? Uh, Anyway. Right Uh, behind you. Uh, so I guess we could start the pieces then. Um, yeah. The Vikings were the faction introduced in this set. I think they're like the smallest faction in the game, maybe. Um, they're pretty mediocre, mostly because most of their ships are these two types that we just talked about, which are not so great. But they had some pretty powerful ships, too. So number 001 is the Beowulf. It's an icebreaker. All icebreakers are three masts. Uh, this one's 13 points for cargo. I'll move. The cannons are 3S3030. And then she also gets plus one to boarding rolls and plus two against sea monsters. So um, it's it's kind of average as icebreakers go, maybe a slightly better than average. But um, for the cursed, you know, kind of flagship of sorts, uh, at least in terms of the set numbering, it, it's a little bit of a letdown. I wouldn't have minded. You mean Viking? Ability. So, yeah, I, I think it should. Because you said cursed. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. But I think it should have more powerful ability. But I don't know. It's kind of boring. Me. The links are a little interesting too. Uh, it links to Ethan the Farseeker. He links to all Viking ships. But the second link, uh, Sigurd Anderson, uh, who is their fleet admiral. I mean, I mean, nine times out of ten, when you use Sigurd Anderson, we would or someone would try to put him with some kind of rerolling ability. Yeah, so like the Polaris. You could, uh, yeah. you could just chalk it up to the link system being wacky. But I would almost never put Sigurd on this ship unless yeah. I like, didn't have another choice. Yeah, I would put him on the Polaris, which is the other Viking icebreaker that has reroll built in. Yeah, yeah, makes much more sense. Yeah, but yeah. that's just the links being wacky. Yeah, I suppose. In the context of three masters, I mean, because icebreaker isn't really all that amazing an ability. It's okay. But this is one that's not super well-armed. It's on the expensive side. It's not all that fast. Abilities unfitting. It's, it's like it wants to be a hybrid, but it doesn't know that it should be at least two points cheaper. Yeah. Cool. Also, it looks like the picture in the database and the cannons are flip-flopped. Yeah. Because it looks like the 3S cannon would be in the front, but from the picture, it looks like the 3S cannon is in the back. Yeah, I agree. Yep. So, it's either a database error or the card is like it says in the in the text. Yeah. So. Yeah. Right. Card misprint. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I may move us on to uh, Vigloff or Wigloff. I think Wigloff. I think Wigloff um, is. This ship is probably even worse because it's also three masts uh, and 13 points. It also has four cargo space and L move. Its armament is better because it's all three L. Mm, but marginal it's, improvement in my opinion. But. Yeah, it's yeah. marginally better. But the ability is even less useful because it only gets plus one to cannon rolls against the cursed. And it's not even a uh, an icebreaker. Yeah, it's like one of their... I think two ships that are not a long ship or an icebreaker. I think you're right about that. Because I think there's one other one that's there is. It's a, a two master, but yeah, square we'll get to two that when we get there. Yep. Yeah, I don't know what that noise is. I don't know. 
Sounds like a cargo <laughs> fire. <laughs> I don't hear anything. Okay, are you recording this uh, on the highway by any chance? No, no, I'm in my room. Um, it'll be my fan. Hang on, I'm going to turn my fan off. And see what yeah, maybe it's a... Um, all right. Yeah, the wake off is okay. Um, I, I think it looks cool. The sails are pretty neat. It's a nice-looking ship overall. But, but yeah, it's kind yeah, of it a, nice. average, kind of an average gunship. But <laughs> Yeah, Bill, if you want to do the hunting, however you pronounce it. That one's yeah, I think hunting. Um, well, that sounds about right. All right, uh, long ship. This ship may dock at an enemy home island and load up to two treasures. If able, she must leave on your next turn. Uh, Seventeen points, three cargo space, base move L, two S, two S, and two S. Um, I don't know why low cargo ships have like the home island rating ability at all. There's, there's no room. Uh, for any kind of treasure or anything. Yeah. I mean, and with guns that good, you're putting a captain and a helmsman on this. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so this is a very expensive gunship. Yeah. Uh, total point cost with just a generic captain and helmsman would be uh, about 22 points. Uh, and then if you wanted to throw on a cannoneer and or firepot specialist, yeah, that's another two good. points. Yeah. And even though it has the oarsman keyword built into the longship ability, you still want to include an oarsman so that the ship can't be captured. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So very expensive uh, capital gunship here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's accurate, but other than 2S, that's pretty much the only strength, really. Yeah, six 2S uh, shots. Yeah. <laughs> the ability is good, but it's totally unfitting. It's yeah. like this belongs yeah. on another ship. Yeah, like five cargo. Um, yeah. 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 This is absolutely something that you're just going to turn into a gunship and ignore the ability on, which is kind of a shame. Yeah. Yeah. All right. The next one is Nagling. This is another three masted longship. Uh, That's racist. Force. This one is uh, 18 points, three <laughs> cargo, L move. All three cannons are 2L, so the best guns you can get. Longship, and then it gets plus one to her cannon rolls against. Um, a ship that was previously shot at the same turn, uh, which is not great. It's good in bigger games with uh, big battlefields, a lot of ships. But um, this one is uh, simply the most accurate Viking longship, um, just like the one before, but with two L's. So it's a really powerful ship. I've used it pretty well um, a few times, but like I said, mostly in bigger games. Um, it's just a lot to pay for the firepower, but it does have extremely good firepower even technically even though it's fragile slightly better than the grand temple with six 2l shots so that's pretty darn good mm -hmm. yeah it is a bit slower than hms grand temple though even though it does yeah. have the same hold yeah. size not a bit considerably slower i mean the well, temple if you toss on an extra same action twice crew has a max speed somewhere up near 6s yeah i was, I was just talking about the, the fastest power. this will ever go is l plus s yeah. yeah, I was, I was only the talking Vikings about the firepower, like as a base, but yeah. Okay, yeah, fair enough then. Mm. Yeah, this one is. I'm not sure if you can get um, better one turn firepower than this at this cost, um, or at least you know one action. But it's you know it really isn't very fast nor durable for its cost. It's way up there in cost for a three master, and. The ability you do need something to uh, to operate with this if you're going to use it. Yeah. 
All right. Um, do you have anything to say about it, Billy? Um, I wish I had it. <laughs> <laughs> I have the grunting, or one of my brothers does. Um, I, don't, I don't know if we have this one or not. But, yeah, this, um, I think this is better than the hunting as a straight gunship. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. One thing I have an issue with is the, just randomly, um, long ships are, long ships are kind of tough to shoot with because the masts block, block yeah. each other pretty badly. Yeah. It's, it's kind of And they're tough actually. to take the masts in and out of. And the yeah, way they're built, too. it's got that one uh, piece that goes right down the middle. So oh, the mass uh, stubs to go in, they've got that little fork thing. Yeah, I remember that. So those are like, whenever we like take the mass out, we're like, okay, gentle, 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 yeah, gentle. Okay, good, mass is gone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if if there's anybody out there listening that doesn't have a uh, three-mass longship, or any longships for that matter, almost all of them have like this, this sort of structural keel going down the middle. Yeah. And there's a slot in the bottom of the central mast, uh, maybe even the front mast. Yeah. That you have to work around. Yeah, yeah. I would say long ships are one of the tougher ships to build. Oh, they're a pain. It's, it's weird, and it's confusing. Right up there with some of the smaller junk type ships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when you get them out, it's confusing, especially with the decks at the bow and stern. It's it's weird. Cause you can easily. It's really easy to do it backwards and not realize it. So. Yeah. yeah, I think the first time I tried to build one, I wound up building it backwards. Or first, I was like, "Okay, wait a second now. Yeah. Wait just a moment now." Yeah, yeah. they're easy to break. I think that bit at the back—I uh, don't know what what deck that's technically called. I doubt it's the poop deck, but I want to say it is, um, just because I want to say poop deck. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, that little bit at the back, I found that really hard to get in on the one-masted longships. Anyway, enough of that. Um, I usually pinch the sides of the hull together a little bit to get the three slots aligned. Yeah, you have to do that. Yeah. I always feel like I'm going to break it, though. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Hugin is the next one, if that's how you pronounce it. This is a 15-pointer, three-masted longship, three cargo space, L-move, 2S, 3L, sorry, 2S, 2L, 3S. And on the turn, the ship rams eliminate one crew from the enemy ship. This is, as far as it goes, a pretty decent deal for a longship. It's not got the greatest firepower, but um, it's still pretty good as far as uh, cost goes. Yeah, and the built-in plus one to boards with longship is handy for this then. Since you're ramming and therefore probably boarding another ship. Yeah, pretty solid set of abilities if a subpar firepower for its ship type. Yeah. All right. I think it's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good firepower and then a really good ability. So it can be, I think it's good bang for your buck in terms of Viking three masters more so than some of the other ones. Mm hmm. Yep. I'm looking at the flavor checks for this. It's like Wolf Smasher has been charged with training future berserkers. So the warriors aboard his ship fight only when provoked. I love that name, Wolf Smasher. Yeah. That's poor wolves. <laughs> wolves are an important thing in uh, Viking mythology. They're either good or bad, depending upon myth, I believe. Not 100% depending bad. on how they're needed as a story device. Mm, okay, I suppose this one might have taken a look at it. Mm-hmm. All right, shall we move on? Yeah. We shall. All right, so the Munin. Alright, uh, long ship. After the ship resolves a shoot action, she may move as a free action. 
Yeah, okay, 18 points. The cargo space is S plus S. Ooh, that's pretty quick for a long ship. Yeah. Cannons of 2L, 3L, 3L. Um, okay, the reverse captain ability is overpriced to begin with, really. So, uh, on the other hand, though, this is so far the fastest long ship we've seen with the base move of S plus S. So you toss on a generic captain and helmsman, and you've got a nifty little dungeon going on, if extremely costly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, that's like 23. Yeah. And then I've used this one defensively with the smoke pot specialist kind of effectively. I mean, it was just one game, but it's a it's a reasonable combo. Um, mm. But yeah, it's pretty good as a first strike ship with up to SSS speed. And then a couple 2L shots at the bow is pretty solid um, to get the first strike in. And it looks cool, too. I like the black and red sails. So decent. Yeah, that looks very nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good-looking ship, and as you mentioned, the combination with the smoke pot specialist is really good for this, and you'd use one of the 3L shots on it, so you've got, like, the equivalent of really good uh, five-master firepower, but then you've got a place to run to while your opponent can't really retaliate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All and right. if they position themselves to uh, to get close, then as soon as the fog fades, like you mentioned, you blow them away. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Next... Next one is the Asgard. Uh, this is another three-mastered Viking longship. 17 points, four cargo, L-move. Cannons are 2L, 3S, 3S. And then the other ability is if it wins a boarding party, she can take as much treasure from the other ship as she can carry, which is okay. Um, I usually just use longships as pure gunships. This one does yeah, have I mean, the cargo to take two coins with a Captain Helmsman, but still not a great ability. Um, I guess it's fitting for Vikings, but not really for any of their ships, because almost none of them have enough cargo to really use it. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'd say this one is pretty much average. I guess I guess it might be the best hybrid of the three massive longships the Vikings got, but as is, it's pretty average. So. Yeah. Yeah. Ability is usable, but there are better ships with this ability uh, for... Uh, less with more cargo space. Uh, I want to say Le Decharge from the last set is like a trillion times better. And even then, that's not one that quite works. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, this one does get the bonus to boarding built in. So I guess you could make that argument. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, as a whole, I think you're right in appraising this as kind of the best hybrid. But even then these are such specialized ships that you're probably going to skip over it for uh, for a more specialized gunship. Yep. Yeah, straight gunship. Uh, I'm looking at the links uh, for these again. Uh, uh, once again, Ethan the Farseeker links to everything. But uh, Shania Dew, um, if I'm not mistaken, that is the Viking re-rolling captain. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that's an interesting link. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the captain ability is handy. Um well, wait, so, now that you mentioned that that's the link, uh, not to interrupt you, that does, in theory, give you three cargo spaces to use if you use uh, Shina Duix, uh, which is how I'm going to pronounce it, and a Helmsman. Yeah, three cargo spaces for treasure. Um, yeah. Toss on an oarsman in case you lose, even with the roll. Yeah. Yeah, that's a surprisingly good link. Yeah, nice. Thanks for mentioning yeah. that, because I didn't. I don't always pay attention to the links. They're usually not very good. So, yeah, good usually. point. I overlooked that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. do, do we have more to say about Asgard, or should we move on to Hrothgar? Yeah, I'm good. Let's move on to Hrothgar. All right, on to 
Hrothgar, as I called it, which is a 16-point uh, three-masted longship. This one also has four cargo, but it also has SS move. This one has all three S guns. It gets plus one to boarding rolls against sea monsters, which is about as useless an ability as they come. Yeah, especially since up till this point, the only sea monsters were from Davy Jones' Curse and, and the super rares islands. from Mysterious Islands. And yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's a terrible ability. But outside of that, not bad. Um, before you pointed out the link on Asgard, I would have said this would eclipse um, Asgard as far as a hybrid goes. It's faster, but the armament is significantly poorer, and the ability is basically unusable. So any cost yeah. savings and better speed are not really worth it. The R works great, though. Oh, yeah. Nice um, blue and white sails, stripe pattern. The gold uh, the figurehead, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the gold uh, figurehead on the front-looking thing, the uh, light blue hull. It's yeah. very cool-looking. Yeah, I've always thought it was the easiest um, longship to distinguish, because most of the other ones have red or black. This one's blue and white, so it stands out a lot. Yeah. It is. It, this one's pretty average, too, though. I don't really have much else to say about it. The firepower's yeah. a little bit lacking. Um, well, for a longship, maybe. Yeah. Three 3x yeah. cannons, that's, you know, that's average-ish. Mm-hmm. Not bad, not particularly brilliant though. Yeah, yeah. This mm-hmm. was the this is the only other one along with the Yasgard that I would ever use for gold in any way. I mean, it's not gold runner, but but uh, gold gathering is like let's go get yeah. one coin. Yeah, if you had to, this is one of the only Viking ships that could do it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now that's it for the th- the three masters then. Mm-hmm. Yep. Moving on. All right, here we go to the two mast section. And ship has up, a dirty name. <laughs> We have the Grendel. <laughs> That's inappropriate. How is that so? Um, well, if anybody cares to find out, you can look up the definition of Grendel. I don't recommend it, though. Okay. I'll save that for later, maybe. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got 15 points, uh, four cargo spaces, Espacel base move. So that's pretty quick. Mm-hmm. And very good cans, too, of 2L and 2L. Um, and we've got uh, plus one to boarding rolls against the Cursed. And as part of a move action, this ship may initiate a boarding party against a ship up to S away from there without having to ram. A boarded ship may not use any boarding bonuses. Uh, a lot of the Viking stuff seems to be anti-Cursed, and this is like, I guess you could say the crowning achievement of that, maybe? I don't know what to say. Um... This one you probably could run as a hybrid. Um, put on a captain and an explorer, and yeah, that's about it, I guess. All of its attributes are really strong. I mean, it's fast. It's really well armed. The cargo space is great. The ability, the escort ability is good. The, the faction bonus is useless, but. This is like at most, I think, an eleven-point ship, and yeah. even then, it's uh, even then being part of the Vikings, it'd be hard to justify it. Then, if it were French or Spanish, maybe somebody might find a niche use for it. But as is, while it's got good stats, it's outrageously expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got good things going for it, but it's too pricey to to use really um and i would at 15 points i'd much rather use the huge in 
above, which was that rel- mm-hmm. relatively cheap, good um, three master. So give you a lot more firepower and damage potential than this one. So yeah, yeah, the huge and gives huge ass firepower over this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, the next one is the Woden. We're into the two masted Viking longships. Oh, I like one. this one. Yeah, this one's kind of weird, but it's 18 points for two masts, five cargo, L move, cannons are 2L, 3S, and then um, if the ship wins a boarding party, she may capture the crew with the highest point cost instead of eliminating it. A captured crew becomes cargo worth its point cost in gold when unloaded to your home island. So the gold capture ability, like Bonnie Peel and Barstow. Um, That's kind of like this ship. Yeah, it's kind of weird to see it on a small ship. I mean, you get the plus one boards with longship, but... And you can put a bunch of crew on, which is fun. Because it's um, expensive and it has a huge hold. Yeah. 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 It's, it kind of works in a way, but it's just so fragile that if you lose it, you're going to lose a ton of points, like, real quick. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really risky, but kind of fun. Yeah. In a, it's kind of fun in a really casual game, I would say. Yeah. It's got it's a bearded fact, guy's yeah. face on the top of the main sail. Oh, uh, yeah. And it looks like a bird. Yeah. On the back sail, maybe? I can't tell from the picture in the database. Yeah. But fun little thing about this ship. Um, unless I'm mistaken, this is the only other ship that has this ability on it. Because otherwise, the gold capture ability has appeared always on a crew. Uh, oh. The other ship that has this is from the Disney expansion. Oh, yeah. Is a pirate, obviously. Mm-hmm. Which I think comes pretty soon, like two sets from now. Yeah, after uh, Ocean's Edge. Yeah. Um, yeah, this one, this is a really strange one, because I think this might be the most expensive two master ever released. Um, it does have, I guess, reasonably good armament, uh, great cargo space, and a, an ability that I really want to like. But one of my problems with boarding-focused ships is that they always have to be at least reasonably fast, and this is a base move of L. If this had a base move of uh, S plus S or S plus L, it'd be a lot better. But as is, it's slow, fragile, and expensive. Yep. Yeah. All right. Shall we go on now to the... Who's got the next one? Is I think you? I've got this one. Yep. All right. The, uh, the donut, I mean, donar or sonar. <laughs> oh, it'd be great if they gave this thing submarine killing abilities, so we could call it the Sonar Donar. But it doesn't because this isn't Mysterious Islands. Uh, Donar is a 13-point two-masted longship. Uh, the masts are 3S and 4S. It has four cargo space, SS base move, and L-range cannons cannot hit this ship. Uh, because it's a small gunship, in theory... Um, and a defensive ability like that is pretty useful, but the armament is not quite there. Yeah, the three S is like average; that's passable. Four S, no thanks. Um, so this this is like it's like a, a mixed uh, bag. yeah. This is a really strange one. It it's faster than most longships. It's got good cargo space. It, maybe it's supposed to be used as a gold runner. That's yeah, like an idea. empty gold runner, like yeah. this with an explorer and yeah. maybe a helmsman. Yeah, you yeah. will go a captain. Yeah, I usually do helmsman, no explorer, and then the defensibility is pretty good on a on a ship like this. So, yeah. Even yeah. then, though, the longship keyword is inflating its cost, and I feel like this is kind of at most worth nine or ten points. 
right. Moving on, we have Freya. All right, uh, 14 points. Five cargo. Ooh, that's nice. Mm -hmm. uh, base move S. That's not nice. Uh, and 4S, 4O. That's less nice. Uh, long ship and crew of any nationality may use your abilities on this ship. Hmm, that's quite interesting. All right, so... to Skull Blood Axe. Yes, Skull Blood Axe. <laughs> uh, we'll find out what he does uh, eventually when we get down there to him. Um, I think uh, I can remember offhand. I think he's one of the crew where when you win a boarding party, you can choose uh, oh, two yeah. of um, eliminating a mass, taking gold, or killing a crew. Ooh, interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, this is one of the few long ships that has you know the cargo to get gold, um, but it's held back by the uh, cannons of 4S and 4L as a gunship. And it's held back as a gold runner with the uh, base move of S. Um, although the crew of any nationality ability, that makes it a wee bit interesting. Because yeah. uh, you could like throw on, because there's enough hold and point space, you could put some interesting combos on here. Uh, one I just thought of, um, throw on a captain and then the LE version of Griffin. You get plus one to cannonballs and plus L to base move. And so now you're yes, moving around to S plus L. No, it's S. Yeah, it's S. Yeah, it's S. You could do a helmsman. Still, that makes it quicker without using a helmsman. Yeah, yeah I think mm. of like maybe weird ones like like Bianco's haulers, like can't be shot at while docked, or like, I don't know. Oh, that's another like, good one. Yeah, that yeah, might be I don't worthwhile. Know. It's an okay ability. I like it better on like the Grand Barnacle, which is faster and more durable. I feel like yeah. I don't know. I feel like if you put some crazy crew on this thing, it's just gonna it's just gonna sink. I don't know. So I don't yeah. know. Well, I got those point. eternal American guys on here for one point. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a good idea too. Actually, I like that. Good idea. Yeah. And then you're not yeah. like, dumping a ton of points on like Davy Jones or something. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, Freya is Freya is weird because it, I think as I am going to say a million times more, I think it's an underrated ability. And it does have a good link and great cargo space, but everything else is pretty bad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I want to justify the ship, but it's really making it hard for me. Yeah. And this is reminding me of um, the two master from uh, the Disney one called the Paradox. Oh, yeah, yeah, It's got, yeah. like, almost the exact same breakdown, except it's, like, double the point cost of that ship. Yeah, it's more so, than, I think Paradox is four points. Yeah, it's more than triple the cost. Oh, <laughs> it's almost Jeepers. quadruple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, then. Um, so, yeah. yeah, not too good. Maybe the worst of the two masters here. Uh, the next one is Fenrir. <clears throat> this one's another two master Viking longship. Uh, 16 points for cargo. L move. The cannons are 3L, 4L. It's got longship, and then it can dock an enemy home and load up to two treasures. The Babel should mostly go on your next turn. Uh, this one, just kind of a really expensive hybrid, I guess. I would put maybe Captain Helmsman aboard. And then you've got some cannons that are okay. And then you can take a few coins from an enemy home island. But once again, for 16 points, you can get um, some of the three masters, basically. Um, especially you can get Ghost Walker for that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So You can get USS Mercury. You yeah, can get the Black Watch for that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, good point. Yeah, so you can get most of the Viking three masters, but they're a lot better for a similar cost. So not too. Yeah. Bad. I, I'm pretty sure every three master um, 
or every Viking three-masted longship has better firepower than this. Yep. Exactly. I don't think yeah. there are any of them that have uh, four guns of any kind. Oh, I think there is. I think uh, we'll see it later. I think one of the three that. masters okay. has a four cannon. There's a really fat okay. one. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. Oh, Elsinore. I know which one you're talking about. <laughs> oh, Elsinore. More oh, that. purple one. <laughs> yeah, it's a good looking ship, but we'll get to that later. Um, yeah, Fenrir, this one you really do want to use as a, I guess, as a home island raider. I want to put a. Uh, an oarsman and a helmsman aboard this and nothing else, and just do home island raids. Yeah, that sounds about right for what you uh, try to combo this with. Even then, it's not really fast or durable enough to, to do that well. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the good Viking combos involve just generic crew, for the most part, because yeah. a lot of their named crew, or like almost all of their named crew, are not very good. Yeah, they, they have, like, two or three real stinkers, and I think they only have, like, six or seven named crew, period. Yeah. yeah. They have bad, it's bad quantity and bad quality. That's what's like really yeah, nice. they have a couple, They no, they've got, like, three good, good, good ones. Uh, Shina Duax is kind of a crucial one. Yeah. Um, Grim the Savage and Skull Bloodaxe, they're all just part of the wrong faction. Uh, I would argue that Sigurd, Sigurd can be yeah. included. Oh, wait, yeah, 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 yeah. Sigurd is important, too. Yeah, he's better than Sigurd. Um, Anyway, uh, let's not talk about the crew yet because we're still on ships. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're drawing up on the crew, but before we talk about them, we have to talk about Sleipnir. We're, we're getting into there. the yeah, Enjoy. one of the two. I I I'm not an expert in pronouncing fictional yeah. Viking ships' names. Well, uh, supposedly so, this is the rope that binds the Fenris Wolf. Well, it's also binding. Uh, well, it's not really binding my attention that much because it's kind of a boring <laughs> ship. Um, so Sleipner is the first of the one-masted longships that we're going to talk about. This is 12 points, has a 2S gun. I guess you could call it two 2S guns. Three cargo space, SS move. When the ship carries no cargo, she gets plus S to her base move, which I think is a pretty bad ability. And her base stats are nothing great either, and she's expensive. Yeah. I like the ability on empty gold runners only. Um, mm-hmm. This one is only passable because the Vikings hardly have any gold options. So, I mean, the Donar, this one, and another one master we'll see soon are pretty much their best gold options. So, it's not a good ship, but if you're going Viking pure, this would probably be on high on your list of gold runners, which is kind of embarrassing yeah. for them as a faction, mm-hmm. but it still kind of holds true. So, but it's not very good, but yeah. 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 <laughs> All right, so we're going on to the next one now? Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, we have the Loki. Okay, uh, 14 points, 3 cargo spaces, battle base move, another 2S cannon, and that uh, 2-coin home island rating ability in addition to long ship. Uh, uh, I feel there are better pieces that have that somewhere. Like, uh, was it Freya we were looking at, or is it Fenrir? Yeah, Fenrir is better for 2 points more. So. Yeah. Yeah. Slightly more durability. Um, you trade more cargo space. Though. Yeah, more cargo. Well, ideally, you won't even be getting shot at or doing any shooting yeah. with either of those ships. Yeah, it's too fragile. <laughs> yeah. Especially lucky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. <clears throat> trickster. It tricks you into thinking it's good, but it's not really. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it doesn't <laughs> trick me. 
<laughs> well, maybe new players. It tricks new players. Yeah. It's like, yeah. no, we're old hands at this, guys. We know how this works. Yeah. No, don't use this. <laughs> yeah. Funny thing. Um, I only, when the game was in print, I think I only ever bought one pack of Frozen North, and Loki was one of the ships I got out of it. And my brother broke that copy of Loki, and I didn't forgive him for years for it, which is really silly because I really, uh, I really wonder why I was so angry over the loss of such a terrible ship. Maybe you were tricked by it back then, but not anymore. <laughs> Your powers have no effect on me anymore. Yeah, like you have Loki. no power here, old man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would call um, a rage incident like that on my behalf when. Uh, I accidentally broke my USS Constitution from Ocean's mm-hmm. Edge. So I got really mad, especially since my brothers both went like, huzzah, and laughed. Yeah. So I was salty for like a couple of years. Uh, well. And then you found out the Revolution version was better anyway. <laughs> well, that's debatable. I mean, no, well, that's not, a debate for another podcast, maybe. No, it's, <laughs> Let's not get into that. Yeah, no, actually, not. no, we should argue about the merits of uh, ships with multiple variants at some point. But yeah. not in like like a future episode. Yeah, we could yeah. we could consult with the no duplicates list that Wolf has. Yeah, yeah that, that exactly. Go yeah. through that and pick the best of each. Yeah, rank the best right. of each. Oh god, <laughs> endless <laughs> endless ranking threads forever. Yes, yes. Yeah, let's do All it. Right. Uh, the next one is Valkyrie. Um, this is another one-masted Viking longship, twelve points, four cargo, L move, cannon is three L. It's plus one to cannon rolls against the curse, but it's only got a couple shots anyway. So uh, this one's, I don't know, I guess just kind of a boring gold runner. I would just put a helmsman aboard and nothing else. Um, the cargo is good, but everything else is kind of, it's just not good enough, really. So too fragile. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's tiny. It's expensive. It's slow. Okay, it's got decent cargo space, but you can't really use it that well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, unless you know you're going to be playing someone who plays the curse. Mm-hmm. In which case, maybe you consider using this as a tiny gold. Sorry, tiny gunship. But yeah, there, speaking of tiny someone? gunship, it sounds like you've got one buzzing around you. Yeah, is there like a <laughs> vacuuming going on? Somewhere. Uh, what it could be is like the fan in my laptop. Huh. Oh, it could be that. Yeah. I thought it was like a vacuum. Huh. Anyway. No, there's no one vacuuming that I'm aware of. Do you have like tiny microscopic cars driving up and down your arms? <laughs> Probably. No, not or that plane. I can see. Like I feel like that's a really old TV skit. I don't know why I remember that just now. <laughs> Ernie Kovacs. Huh. Um Maybe those tiny little cars are going to get into a Ragnarok because of Ragnarok. Uh, Ragnarok is 13 points. Its only gun is 3S. Um, Cargo space 3, base move L. If this ship succeeds at a boarding party, she may eliminate all of the other ship's crew. Are we sure that this isn't an LE ship from uh, Mysterious Islands? Because this is terrible. Rarity says common. Are you sure, though? Are we sure this isn't, like, something that escaped from Mysterious Islands? Because this is bad. Mm. Oh, well. Yeah. This is, uh, like, Frozen North. That's what it's all about right here. Yeah. At least for the Vikings. Um, some of the stuff later on, like, that goes to, belongs to the other people mm-hmm. in the set is decent, but this is kind of bad. It's, like, the lowest of the low for the Vikings, maybe. Yeah, even that uh, even that one Grendel, I mean, while that was expensive, 
you could at least excuse it uh, because it had above average attributes everywhere except the point cost. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, this one's really bad, I would say. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, well. You know, Bill, you get the uh, the impossible pronunciation next. Now you get to pronounce it exactly how it looks like. It's huge gif. <laughs> I'm going to give it a go. I'm going to say it's Hlitzkjalf. Huh. Uh, Interesting. Mm. <laughs> Wait, oh, you know what I bet they did for this? It's like, oh, uh, we need a name for this ship. And then they just pounded their fists on the keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh it's spelled H-L-I-D-S-K-J-A-L-F. <laughs> pronounce yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, Need more vowels in between or something. <laughs> Wait, how many? Yeah. It only has two vowels. Holy crap. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I and A. Two vowels and a ten letter word. Oh my god. What <laughs> do you see the one after it? You get to, Ben gets to have fun with that one, but uh, anyways, the huge gift. Thirteen points, two cargo space, Espresso base move. Yay! Uh, a quick ship for the Vikings. In comparison. Uh, you've got a 3S cannon attached to that single mast, and an ability that is interesting, kind of. Um, it cannot be shot up by ships with an S of her. Which is uh, so useless on a one-masted ship. Uh, that depends, maybe, on how you position your ship and where you measure the S from. Uh, because the oars that stick out, you could technically say those are part of the ship, Mm. So you get was like the hull and the mast and everything are outside of the S, but like you know the edge of the oars is within the yeah. S. That's what I hate about those S ships too. So annoying. Yeah. I was just and listening this... to the the podcast with Red Dragon. They were talking about them on the online game. They actually got banned in that at least temporarily because they were that... too good. So, which isn't too surprising. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Any uh, ship that has this ability is worth talking about for at least a little bit, um, because that ability <clears throat> is. So, um, uh, good for the person controlling it, bad for the person trying to kill it. Um, on a one master, yeah, the way around that is to just ram it. Um, but otherwise, this is can be quite a nasty little uh, pest of a ship. And it's like a one masted uh, gunship with only two cargo spaces. Uh, so, at least this has a good base move. Like, if this had a base move of S or L, that not even the ability could save it from being not usable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it's got S plus L and that ability, it's occasionally worth using. It's like, hey, I'll give this a try. Maybe it'll work. Yeah. I don't really like it, partly because I don't like the ability at all. Um, I don't know if I've used it as a gunship yet. Um, it could be an empty gold ship, I guess, but... I just don't yeah, but it two cargo spaces, that's not a whole lot of coinage uh, yeah. you might be able to take. Yep. I, th- I think its best use is as a desperation move in Scrabble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who's that name? <laughs> wait, wait, ha- wait, how many points would that name be worth in Scrabble? Um, I don't know, I don't play Scrabble. Sorry, wait, I, I'm going to look either. this up. Scrabble scoring uh, yeah, that's a good idea. letters. Okay, I, I just looked it up online. It says, pronounced roughly, Blithskjalf. So, yeah, it was pretty close. With the Y being a slide vowel, like that Y sound in few. I don't know. So, yeah. North mythology, um, it's the high seat of the god Odin, allowing him to see into all realms. So. Hmm. I wish they would, like, maybe I kind of wish that Wids kids had done research on, like, the things they named the ships for. 
So this could have like that a spying ability or yeah, something. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yep. Okay, I did the math. Hlid's Gelf is worth 20 points in Scrabble, but because <laughs> it's probably a proper noun, I don't think you could play it. Oh, uh, Never mind the fact that it's 10 letters and you can only play seven in one turn. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. No, I don't play Scrabble, so I yeah, wouldn't be <laughs> Well, I don't play Scrabble often. Yeah. Often enough to, to care about yeah. the rules. All right, Ben, you get to have fun with the next one. Oh, yeah. Yggdrasil, um, that's how I think of it, but this is another one-mast uh, one Viking longship, uh, 12 points, two cargo, L move. The cannon is 2L, and it has a good offensive ability. Once per turn, when this ship hits an enemy ship, also eliminate one crew from that ship. So, I mean, at least it's not pretending to be anything. It's just a cheap, or not cheap, but it's just a small <laughs> um, Viking gunship. Um, so Captain Helmsman... And then you have two 2L shots, and the first hit will take out a crew. Um, I mean, obviously not a good deal for 17 points, but, I mean, at least it's, you know, it's got a purpose. It's not hiding anything. So, it's all right. I guess yeah. as their one masters go, not very good. Yeah. It's kind of cool looking. Got a lot of green on it, so, nice. Yeah, it's got the little tree symbol on, on the mast, yeah. on the sail. Yeah. The artwork is great. Composing the one in the background. Yeah. I got a feeling that with that name, I would. I kind of wish this was like you know, like a fort or like one of their three masters. Because yeah. Yggdrasil is supposed to be like the world tree. It connects all the realms. Mm -hmm. it's supposed yeah. to be this massive yeah. thing. So it's yeah. a piddly little one-masted longship. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm underwhelmed. Yeah. It's great artwork, but it's at least four points too expensive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Probably five points. I can think expensive. about the. The thing about the Royal James is uh, same ability, but just way better in every every way. So. Two points cheaper, faster, better crew selection, yeah. bigger hold. Yeah, four, yeah. yeah, four points cheaper because it's got the same ability. That's why I thought of it. But yeah, yeah, it's way better. And then there's the Panda too, but you know. Yep. Anyway, Executioner. <laughs> yeah. Your favorite ship. Yeah, I've, it's been long enough that I've forgotten my name. Oh my god! Um, oh no! Anyway, um, you, know you know who hasn't forgotten my name? Sigurd Anderson, oh. which is a uh, rare six-point crew for the Vikings, and he's a fleet admiral linked to Beowulf, which we already talked about. This is—it's uh, kind of funny how the Vikings, possibly the single worst. Wait, second worst faction got a fleet admiral, and the Spanish didn't. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. kind of interesting. He's also got um, plus one the cans against the cursed, basically for free. And a sick beard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. A beard well, well, worthy of a dwarf from Middle Earth. <laughs> Although, yes, now that you point that out, I think I'd argue that makes him, uh, faction for faction, one of the best fleet admirals. The Americans get, um, I think it's Probably. Preble. Yeah, who I called Pebble all for the longest ships. of times because I didn't see the R. Yeah, uh, I'd, I'd say Preble is probably better, but yeah. Sigurd is probably the second best within his own faction. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think he's best used with Shayna, the next crew, Captain Reroll, mm -hmm. um, on a three-masted longship, or on the Polaris, which has Reroll built in. So those are the two combos I use Sigurd with most because I really like Reroll with mm -hmm. uh, Fleet Admirals, as uh, people know from Campaign Game 3, because I had one of yep. them is, is Zheng Ha 
Uh, the Bautron was wrecked, but um, I still have four AA Admiral's Action crew, and they all have re-rolls. So I, instead of four rolls for six, I get eight rolls if the first one doesn't work. So pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. Yep. Um, right. I, think, I think we've already kind of talked about Shina or Shaina Duex yeah. already. Mm-hmm. Um, Shaina, I say do. Yeah. Because the du- Duex, it sounds like you're trying to mispronounce something that's French. Well, now that you mention it, she really does have a pretty French, uh, like a, a very French name. So maybe she is canonically. Mm-hmm. Um, the the only thing that I think bears mentioning about her is a link to, Lyle's, to Lars Valgard, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah, when we get to good old yep. Lars. Yep. So uh, I guess, Billy, why don't you start Skull Blood Axe instead of Shania? Or whatever her name is. Yeah. All right. So Skull Blood Axe. Love that name. That's a fun name. Mm-hmm. Uh, if this ship succeeds at a boarding party, choose two of the following: eliminate a crew, take a treasure, or eliminate a mast. And he links to the Freya. Ooh, before we go any further, he is seven points each. A bit expensive. <laughs> and the Freya. Oh, crew of any nationality and flyer of cargo with S basically. Yeah. All right, um, okay, the long ship that when it rams or rams another ship eliminates a crew in addition to a mast, that would be the ship I'd put him on, whatever that one was. Yeah, Hugin. It's one of their three masters. Yeah, yeah, the Hugin. Yeah, the Hugin. So I would put him on there. Uh, or one of their uh, non-long ship or icebreaker uh, ships. Yeah, I um, think I'm... maybe he's um, a little expen- uh, too expensive because I think this same ability uh, shows up later on, like with, to the French for like five points. Yeah, yeah on one of the regions sure of Captain Arezio. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, I think it's only sure worth like. It's only worth like three or four points to me personally, but oh well. Between yeah, all so the like, is, yeah. Between all the boarding, uh, all the boarding win abilities, this take all treasure, kill all crew. This one's got to be my favorite because you can take down masts, and it's just more flexible based on the situation. I'm like the opposite. I don't see this as particularly valuable um, to me at all. Me uh, because when I do uh, boarding in my games, it's usually against ships that don't have any mass at all, which is part of just how I play, so I don't wind up with a ship that gets pinned. And I almost never board to take a treasure, unless it's like in a tournament game. So I only ever board to like eliminate crew, so that's why I like the um, pieces that uh, eliminate all crew or stuff like that. Mm. So to me, he is kind of... Eh. Uh, I suppose maybe amongst the Vikings, he's okay. But um, he's not one of their better crew, in my opinion. Yeah, Yeah, to me, it's just not worth using for that cost. I think at three, it would be more reasonable. But uh, He's got some nice artwork. Yeah, it's kind of interesting, yeah. Looks like he's got, like, crescent moon horns on his helmet. I know, I've never never understood what that is. But, yeah, it's interesting. Maybe he used to be... Maybe he used to be a Barbary Corsair? Yeah, maybe. Looks like, yeah, like the one kind of represent axe heads or something on his helmet. He's the one uh, 
Viking name crew I don't have yet, but um, I like the next one a little bit more. Olaf Lindstrom, um, six-point six Marine, basic. Um, should have been five points or four, but um, it's okay. I've put him on the slipstream in CG3. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. It just not. Vikings already get they already get um, the longships already get two shots per mass, so to put a Marine or a Musketeer on is sometimes overkill or just kind of unnecessary. Um, he does have cool artwork. It almost looks like he's in the apocalypse or something. But he's got yeah. a bow and arrow. It looks like yeah. he's got like a quiver on his back. Uh, one of those pinhead helmets. So I call them the helmets that come to a point. I don't really like them, but yeah. that's just me. Uh, since yeah, he's a marine, you could drop him off on an island to do like some island control. Couldn't you? Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. if you wanted. So like, have him on one of those. Uh, Gold Runner, Gold Gathering longships, drop him off on an island, uh, the first one you get to, and have him there to just kind of guard it against anyone. Since he'll need yeah, to be maybe. shot twice in the same shoot to get, to kill him if he's on an island. So this is one of those instances where a marine would might be better served on, on an island. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. Um... I think, you know, as a six-point Marine, he's just super vanilla, and yeah. we've kind of established how uh, how we feel about Marines in past episodes of the podcast. Um, so well, as up far to this as... Point, wouldn't he have been the cheapest one so far, up to this point? I think Because all the previous so ones were like they, seven or eight. I think so, because he didn't start throwing the hostile keyword in for another few yeah, sets. sets. Yeah, uh, And the situation there is pretty grim. Speaking of which, we're now going to talk about Grim the Savage, um, who's six points and has the only instance of this ability in the game. This ship may dock at an enemy home island and take as much treasure as she can carry. If able, she must leave on your next turn. The hard part about using this ability is that the Vikings have... Kind of Very, no, they don't really have any ships that really can use this ability to its full potential. Either they're yeah. slow as heck, or they have a tiny cargo space. Yeah, and uh, this is like this is a super powerful ability, so you have to go international. But even then, yeah. it's really tough to find a ship that's fast and has a really big cargo space to make the the most use of this. I think I've seen him used multiple times on 10 masters in fleets. Yeah, the treasure ships. Yeah. Like the Guishan yeah. of the Valkwan. Yeah. Uh, maybe some of like um, those few ships that have like eight or seven or six cargo spaces on them. Yeah. Like the Americans are pirates. Well, no, most of the pirates because they've got cheap ways to bring in crew of uh, any nationality on their ships. Yeah, although the problem with um, the throwing Grim on, say, Dark Hawk 2... Is yeah, six that, out of the ten point cost. Yeah, and even then, do they even have any plain three point uh, Anna Maria. nationality crew? Anna Maria. Uh, oh, yes, Disney they Pirates. do. You're right. And but then Disney Pirates is the only other place I've seen this ability on a ship, mind you, though. Yeah. So he's the only person who has this ability on a crew, yeah. which makes him extremely more versatile. Although, one of the other things I'd like to point out, um, if you use Darkhawk 2, which I think has the most cargo of any pirate ship in the game. Am I correct there? Yeah. Yeah, I believe it is um, uh, any pirate ship that's not a 10 or anything yeah. like that. 
Um, unless you use Jonah, you can't fit a helmsman, which means you're going to go there at L, and since you're going to fill your hold, you'll be leaving at S. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, so, so maybe stick to trying to fit him onto like a treasure ship. Yeah. With a crew that picked up cargo space. Yeah, yeah, Grim is at times really tough to use, and that's the only real mark against him. He's part yeah. of the wrong faction. I've like I've enjoyed putting him in some high price fleets. Um I did use mm-hmm. him in a, a fleet with hoists. It got kind of crazy. Um I think it's like a hundred and fifty point fleet, but it's one of my favorites I've submitted here. It's kinda wacky. Um I got Lady Kamel um to get him on to get Grim on the Maui's fish hook. And then mm-hmm. I have American native canoes to yank coins off with your special ability to try to get the coins away from the enemy home island like as fast as possible and then the treasure like scatters um so that it's harder to track down and stuff but and then i did use him successfully in a game against bill actually like he said on the on the guichuan <laughs> treasure ship in like a really uh weird game it was like a custom water world rule set from Brett B45 was like 200 points and it's one of the better games I've played yeah one of the better (laughs) games I've played but it was one of the only games I ever played where everything I did worked perfectly to like a crazy extreme it was like the most perfect game I've ever played maybe yeah one of the most one-sided games in a while Yeah, outside of like the turn of the two stuff yeah it was very bizarre um, but pretty crazy I think I've done a uh a variation on what you were describing, Ben. Um, do you remember there was like a home island fleet raider? Uh, there's like a home island raider fleet challenge. I submitted yeah. an American one where I put Grimm on Mohican and used. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, and then used Frontier to evacuate the gold. Nice. Um, hmm. Yeah, that one was. I, I think that was a one of the better ways to use Grimm in a small game, but obviously. He's at his best in a much bigger game. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. And he's kind of a one-trick pony because as soon as your opponent figures out this guy's going to steal six plus gold in one turn from their home island, you're going to have a lot of trouble using him again. Yeah. That's the thing yeah. about the fleet I used because um, I had a cursed crew like um, Tabitha that allows crew of any nationality. So then I had, um, if you have that on the Guichuan with treasure ship crew don't take up the car space, and then you have Grim, and then you get Yonko's Haulers, which says the ship can't be shot at while docked. Then you have Ooh. a Ten Master that can't be shot at while docked while you take all their gold. So it's, yeah. it's pretty brutal, but it, it does require I don't know, 60 points without support. So it's, it, yeah. You want, it, you want at least 100 points to, to optimize Grim to its full potential, but he's a really fun yeah. crew, and like you talked about, really unique. I'm glad we spent a good amount of time on him because he's really, yeah. he's really cool. I just like thought of something. Going back to your, um, was it the American one you used him on, uh, mm-hmm. God Mason? Yeah. Since they're technically generic crew, if you stacked enough of them, you could use Cargo Masters uh, to make this even better. Uh, I, I would, um, I, I mean, officially under the rules, yes. But at the same time, I kind of play under a house rule that they're not like it's not that they're not generic crew but that the ability to stack that is so powerful that it's something that like yes, i am I literally would... never going to build a fleet around yeah yeah i don't really like cargo I, masters in general so i can't disagree with you there yeah i think cargo masters should have had the limit keyword on them 
Um, because of just how good they are, how well they scale with fleet size. Yeah, I think they should be three ships or five get plus one cargo. Then they can't be abused in big games, but yeah. Yeah. The only hard part about that is because I think that would be hard to keep track of. uh, That's my only real criticism that I have that. (laughs) I just don't think limit's that much of a drawback, personally. At least I haven't found it to be, for the most part. Yeah. Cool. All right. <clears throat> All right. So, who gets the next guy? I think it's you get Ethan the fart sniffer. I, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's what his artwork looks like. He's doing. He looks like he's in the middle of a whiff. Yeah. yeah the artwork for him is a little weird. It's like some kind of odd oil-looking painting with an indistinct background. Okay. Uh, anyways, uh, four points. Um, and this ship ignores terrain except icebergs when she's given a move action. Islands are not terrain. Duh. Once per turn, if this ship is within S of an island, you may mark the island as explored without docking at it. The island becomes unexplored in regard, and the database cuts off right there. Mm-hmm. Cars are back. <laughs> so it's S explore plus terrain ignore. Uh, it, yeah, it links to all Viking ships, and I don't know what's so great about him. Yeah, I mean, not, I don't the terrain also. ignore... Uh, that's handy, I guess, for the long ships. Yeah. Because uh, icebreakers can do that by themselves. Mm. Uh, but the S explorability is, like, mm, it's kind of got the same stigma that broadsides does. Like the broadsides attack, people either really love it or really hate it. So, yeah. and I've like never found a use for it really in anything. Yeah. Within so, Vikings, I would put him on Grendel with a helmsman and just use him to explore islands. Yeah, makes sense. At SSL with, you know, uh, terrain ignore and then proximity explore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a scouter for your slower, more cavernous, mm-hmm. or your slower ships that have, in theory, more cargo. Yeah. Ethan the Farseeker is basically Gale Force 9 in crew form. Yeah. yeah, he kind of looks like you know Hiccup from the first Tyler Train Your Dragon movie, a little bit. <clears throat> yeah. I, I only ever read the How to Be a Pirate book. I never realized uh, that. Uh, yeah, that was a fun little book when I was young. I never realized that uh, that that was what was going on. I just thought it was like some kids' movie when it came out. Yeah. I really should just see it for the sake of it. Uh, do you have anything to say, Ben? No, not really. I don't. I've tried to use S Explorer, but I, it wasn't very successful. That's all. all right. Yeah. Um, Lars Belgard is the next one. He's five points. Um, when another phase of crew on the ship would be eliminated, turn it face down instead. So the Doctor ability, I think it's worth four. Um, so it's pretty pricey. A link to Shayna, like we talked about. It's an okay link, but the Vikings don't really have a lot of big gunships with big cargo holds where you can protect a lot of crew. So I think Lars is a mostly useless crew. For the Vikings, um, may I don't have a whole lot of crew that. worth protecting either. Yeah, exactly. So he's not very useful overall. But oh well. Yeah, yeah. I think that those abilities are of questionable use on, you know, even in bigger factions. So having one that's part of the second worst faction doesn't really make any sense to me. No, they should have just gone with like anything else, even a plain sat crew. Yeah, something you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, that would have made the link actually really good. Oh yeah, that would have. Yeah, yeah, that would have made that an excellent link. That would have brought a lot of life to the Vikings. Oh heck yeah! I mean, they don't have any. Now that I'm looking at this, extra action crew. 
Yeah. I mean, there's Seeger, but that's like a fleet. Yeah. But they don't have a sim action twice. They don't have an extra action. Sack. They don't have the sack mm. or anything like that. Mm. Yeah. I mean, um, heck, even I think the Corsairs and the Jade Rebels and the Mercenaries yeah, had got, some yeah. kind of that. Even yeah, if it was absolutely. like overly expensive mm. in some cases, mm. they had one of those crew. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, the Vikings kind of stink. <laughs> mm. When it comes to crew, yeah, kind of. Yeah. Anyway. In general. Anyway, well, don't be so hard hearted about Vikings because uh, we're going to talk about Stoneheart now. Which is the That's first of the pirate. pirate. Yeah, it, the first of the pirate ships in here. Stoneheart is a 13.5 master. Uh, the guns are all 4L. The cargo space is 4, and the base move is L. So this is basically 4L in ship form. <laughs> and its ability is just a plain re-roll with a link to Vlad the Iceblood. This is not statistically a very good ship, and Correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't Black Swan the same point cost? Yeah, thirteen. Black get, Swan has yeah the same point cost, but you get better uh, guns, different ability. Yeah, a better ability, better yeah. guns. I think a better base move. Stoneheart's yeah, SSS versus L. Well, I wouldn't use this to go cannon fighting. Uh, I'd use this maybe as some kind of uh, boarding oriented ship because of the reroll. So, um, like, five masts, uh, that just, for me, that uh, screams, put an S-border on here to board away from S so I don't have to worry about being pinned or any of that stuff. I uh, would re-roll, I can use that for pretty much anything. Uh, a boarding, uh, same action, mysterious island. So, um, yeah, this is not a very good uh, straight brawler. But I wouldn't say this is a bad Viking Five Master because reroll is it's one of the best utility abilities. Pirate. Oh yeah, duh. <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> this is one of the um, um yeah yeah It's not a bad pirate uh, fiver. I think it's bad compared to the other stuff they have. Like okay, it's yeah, compared to the other things they have, yeah. it's like not I, as brilliant. Yeah, I'm thinking about Black Swan and Victoire and. I mean, even Grand Barnacle is a little better. Deliverance yeah. is far yeah. better. Um, I don't really, I don't really see a specific use. I mean, maybe put one of their Admiral crew on there to get the reroll built in. But other than yeah, that, gonna... it's just kind of meh. It's very meh. It's just nothing. Yeah. So it has new. Kind of describes this whole set. Meh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Most of it. Yeah. yeah. Stoneheart's problem is that. It, the thing with like a lot of bad ships is that they at least have one redeeming ability that's like way above average this is kind of at average or below in every respect the yeah. only way it's special is because it's big and it doesn't make good use of that yeah exactly yep yeah you could just make like a you could just jack up the speed like ls it would be about right or make all the guns like 3l and it wouldn't, yeah. it wouldn't be it wouldn't even be underpriced or op so yeah yeah mediocre or worse <clears throat> The next one is way better. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Is this uh, me for the Diamond Strike? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Alrighty, Diamond Strike. Okay. He struck gold. Ooh, I got diamonds. It's better than gold. Mm -hmm. All right, we've got 14 points, uh, four cargo spaces, base move of L. Uh, all across the board, rank 3S cannons. All right, let's see abilities now. 
Uh, this ship gets plus one to her cannon rolls against any non-pirate ship, so the world hitting ability. And once per turn, you may eliminate one of the ship's crew to give her an extra action, so you've got sack built in. Damn, I do. Yeah. <laughs> so this is uh, quite an interesting ship here. Uh, even for the pirates, you have, you know, interesting things, period, across the board. So even though the cannons are printed at 3S, you're essentially sailing around um, with like a 2S rank uh, cannons, and you've got the ability, one of the best ways to get extra actions in, in the game, uh, to just eliminate one of your crew. Yeah. So there's all kinds of nifty things you could probably do with this uh, ship. Yeah. Uh, you could put a helmsman and an explorer in loaded up with oarsmen, and sack out to an island really quickly to get some gold. Uh, you could put a captain and helmsman on here and sack food and go that way. That's what I do. Uh, you could get fun and crazy and put Captain Nemo on here and sack the crew that you uh, eliminate or yeah, sack the crew right. that you capture. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I this is one of those weird ships or odd ships where the combos for this could never really be completely flushed out. I think they can. You just well, need to spend time on it. A lot of okay, yeah, that might be true, but the pirates. By the fact that this is pirate, means you can do a whole lot of weird stuff with it. Yeah, like sack Doctor Crew and the two point recruiters, right? Um, does that combo not quite work? I don't know. That one's confusing. (laughs) Okay, I don't think you can sack a crew. Okay, no, if you sack a crew, it has to be completely eliminated. Otherwise, you don't get the extra. Yeah. Yeah. So using a doctor with that ability doesn't work. Uh, The only way to get what you talked about with the recruiter to work, you would have to have someone board your ship, win the board, choose to eliminate a crew, and you choose to specifically to eliminate your recruiter crew. Can you shoot at your own ships? No, you can't shoot your own ships. Okay, because that would be a good way to just kind of cheat that um <laughs> okay well, yeah. the only way you could shoot your own ships is if someone rolled a six on an all-powerful yeah. that's yeah. the only way you could do that then you yeah. have to get them to shoot a, a ship you want to get shot at yeah, that's a good point too mm-hmm. like, typically probably... when someone rolls a six on an all-powerful they look for find ships that are within you know like yeah. striking range of each other mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say the Diamond Strike is one of the best, like, brutally effective gunships out there. Um, two of the oh, yeah. best combative abilities ever, both built in. Even one would be quite good for this point cost. So basically you have four yeah. 2S cannons, and then I would probably just go relatively basic and do Captain Helmsman, and then I guess probably three Oarsmen, and just really yeah. smash everything. So Yeah. Yeah, it's a simple, Shooting. it's a simple, effective, and kind of budget-wise four-masted dreadnought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just imagine if it was like faster base move; it would be extraordinarily powerful. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's a good thing, I guess, that it's base move as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I think so. Um, the next one is Jaguar Spirit. This one is another four-masted pirate ship, twelve points, oh. three cargo, SS move. All the cannons are three L, and it gets plus one to cannon rolls against a ship that was previously shot at. Uh, by another ship this turn. Uh, this one's not nearly as good. The speed and cannons are a little... Well, the cannons aren't better, but they're long-range, so that's nice. Um, it's kind of just a basic gunship, though. I don't really see anything that really stands out too much. Um, I would just do Captain Helmsman, maybe Oarsman, or, like, an equipment, 
but yeah. I, I will say I don't like the artwork. It's strange. It's got this yellow design towards the bottom. It's kind of a weird, it's... like, yellow, green, gray. I don't know. I, don't I, really th- like I think it's kind of cool looking, in my opinion. Okay. It's kind of like nifty. It. sets it apart from uh, other uh, yeah. pirate ships just like or just it. other ships in general. Yeah. I like it because yeah. it talks about in the flavor text how it's created by Mayan villagers, which I think implies it's supposed to be kind of a Mayan-styled ship, and it does look like that to me. So I like the artwork, but I don't think the ship is anything that special. Yeah, yeah the rest of that flavor text, who fled the Spanish main hundreds of years ago, so it's like, how did oh, these guys boy. wind up in the north? <laughs> it's like, wait a second <laughs> now. A couple hundred years, you think they could have oh, sailed up there by then? Okay. Yeah, they finally rode themselves up there in their catamarans and found this thing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. You don't need to row. This has masts and sails. Okay, fair enough. Somebody tell them then. <laughs> yeah, they must have captured it or something. I don't know how they'd build yeah. it this big. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, um, who's got the gruesome job of talking about the next ship? Oh, you I do. Think you do. Yeah. Oh, I do. Uh, before me. you do, I'm going to interject here. Whoever built this and took the picture for it for the database uh, yeah. has got me so mad. Yeah. Because yeah. they put the last mast in Same the, with the white third mast spot. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That gets me so mad when I see it because, like, yeah. you know they've broken the deck or messed with the deck to make that mast fit in there. I, no, don't they all have the same uh, slot size? I, think I don't think do. so. Not no, the back one is a little wider. Yeah. Mm. We've played so much, we didn't, like, know it. <laughs> You know what I want to do one of these days, then, just to make Sir X cringe? I'm going to get, like, a bunch of some four-masted schooner from Ocean's Edge and just put three back masts into the deck. <laughs> well, anyway. If you do that, I might go to Colorado and, like, hurt you or something. <laughs> or wherever. And I would deserve it. Anyway, yeah, as you were saying, the picture of this ship we're about to talk about is utterly gruesome. Which is fitting because the ship's name is Gruesome. It's an 11.4 masted schooner that, as we talked about, has a horrible messed up picture with the fourth mast in the wrong spot. Um, those masts are 2S, 2S, 3S, 4S. It has three cargo and a base move of S plus S. And once per turn, the ship may randomly take one treasure from any ship she touches. This is kind of. It's just kind of. Boring for a four master. Yeah, is, like the ability would be better if the cargo was like you know four, as opposed yeah. to three. Yeah. And then it would yeah. be a much more interesting ship because yeah. you could ram a ship, let the ability kick in because you're touching it, then do the ramming and the shooting and the boarding, and then if you win that board, you could potentially I think take another treasure. Yeah. But to do that, you'd need at least two open cargo spaces. And you're never going to have two open cargo spaces on here because there's only three and you need a captain and a helmsman. I I think it's slightly underrated, um, especially because the next one is admittedly way better. But I kind of like the gruesome. I kind of have a soft spot for it. I think it's a solid um, ship. Not great. Um, I kind of like Schooner to turn into the other ship, not ram it and then board that way. Um, Or not board, but use the ability, I should say, because then it just requires touching. Um, and then you don't risk losing the helmsman or whatever in a board. And the guns are okay across the board for the most part. Um, I like how the two S's are towards the front. So if you didn't want to take a treasure, you get like a fire pot specialist. It's not great, but I think it's a little bit. Yeah, the most accurate cannons in the front. Yeah. I, I want to use Spanish main Jack Hawkins on this. 
yeah, as well as maybe Joe Card plus a helmsman, but that's kind of going nuts with uh, a ship that's <laughs> supposed to be on the cheaper end. Yeah. Yeah. A decent combo, though. The artwork looks pretty interesting because I think I have this one somewhere, and it's drab and crusty looking, which is, I guess, appropriate because of the flavor text. I thought uh, you were going to say. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it's drab and crusty looking, just like me, but... <laughs> no, I'm not drab and crusty looking yet. I'm still pretty young. I'm happy for <laughs> you. <laughs> Anyways, the crew have uh, decked it out to make it look like a cursed vessel. Yeah, in a first glance, I would say this could be a cursed vessel. It's not for that little skull and crossbones flying from the uh, stern. But I'm looking at the picture in the database again. They even messed up where the second mast goes, because that's the 3S cannon there. Uh, <laughs> so, Oh, oh you're God. right. Oh, man. Uh, Every single one of the other masts is in the wrong spot. Oh yeah, except for that front one. <laughs> oh, I bet you that that front one was sitting second back at some point. Oh, maybe. Well, I don't know. I do like the fact that the most accurate cannons for this are in the front. So if you do decide to not be uh, tricky and just ram into people, that way your two most accurate cannons are in the front and most likely going to hit. Therefore, I think the car is about to ram into you. <laughs> <laughs> nah, something somewhere is like eating up their memory on my computer, so my fan for it is built-in fans going nuts for it. Your car must not be very fuel efficient. <laughs> uh, I'm actually getting worried about my computer because I'm like, um, I've got it up on like four dice to help air get under there so it doesn't overheat too much. Have you changed its oil recently? No, but it's heating up, so I might have to turn to my other fan that I have to try and cool it down. Ooh, we have a competitor in the car race. Nice. Oh, <laughs> I haven't turned it on yet, so. <laughs> All right. Um, All right. So, do that, I have uh, our next ship? Yeah, I think you do. Yep. Oh, goody. All right. Uh, next ship is uh, the White Rose. Uh, Fifteen points. Five cargo. That's very nice. Base move. Esposal. That's even better. Cannons. Two S. Three L. Three L. Three L. That's okay, I guess. Uh, schooner. This ship may dock at an enemy home island and load one treasure. If able, she must leave on your next turn. That's a uh, Decent ability to combine with high cargo space. So and I like that speed. combination. Yeah, and good speed and durability so you're not instantly killed uh, for taking someone's hard-earned loot, I guess you could say. Uh, five cargo spaces and 15 points. Um, there's enough space you could put on a captain, a helmsman, maybe a smoke pot specialist to help you get away if you have extra actions or something. Or, I'm, I'm not sure. But, yeah, as compared to the gruesome above, this is a much better overall ship, yeah. I would say, probably. I think um, it's it's a little bit more expensive, but with the abilities you've got and the improvements, um, speed and cargo-wise, I would say that's a fair trade-off. Yeah, I think it's one of the best ships in the whole set. Um, and I would say it's a pretty good general-purpose hybrid, because you've got good cannons, you've got cargo for... Um, getting gold from islands or getting it from enemy ships or enemy home islands. So it's like a multi-purpose hybrid raider type ship. Um, yeah. Good artwork too. I mean, it's just stacked. There's nothing wrong with it. Everything yeah. is pretty much, pretty much everything is a pro. There's no cons really. Just a really good ship overall. Yeah. I would probably yeah. try to put like SAT or extra action on it to make it really fearsome. You could or just what put you could do plain... is you could sub this out. Yeah. 
you could just put plain old Hammersmith on there and just send it out as a basic hybrid. Yeah, yeah, too. Or if you wanted to, you could sub this out for the Neptune's Horde for some of those uh, Norvegia builds. Yeah. Because it's the exact same price, exact same cargo, exact same base move. No, nah, Neptune's Horde is difference. 12. So. That's really why it's better Neptune's for those fleets. Mm. Nah, it's oh, well. better. Yeah. Oh, well. I like the name, though, the White Rose. It's for the yeah, group shippers out there. It's funny, because it doesn't really have much white on it. Yeah. No, except for, like, it's on the black. sails. We've got, like, a what looks like a rapier and some kind of rose crossed on the uh, yeah. sails. Uh-huh. The uh, back three, outside the uh, front bow one. I feel like mm. it looks like a mysterious island ship or something. But, uh, mm. I think you're right. I see where you're coming from with that. Especially the hull, at least. But, anyway... Oh, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm next. Um, yeah, the next one I can't stand. Uh, the Poison Dagger is exactly what I don't like in ships. Um, it's <laughs> as boring as ships get. This is a Pirate 3 Master, 10 points, 3 cargo, L move. All three cannons are 3S, and this ship gets plus 1 to her boarding rolls, which I think from Captain Mike's set is one of the most common abilities in the game. Um, this is the definition of boring, to me at least in this game. Um, everything is exactly average and mediocre and boring. So that's, uh, I just don't even want to talk about it anymore. So I really, yeah. it's pretty much my least favorite type of ship. I actually like ships that are worse. Like Woden is worse, but it's much more interesting. So I like it better. Yeah. Well, it, this would be a good ability for a ship like the Woden to have because of that gold capture ability on the Woden. Yeah. Well, it has a long ship, but it's still yeah. not very good. Yeah, Poison Dagger's problem is that it's just so average in every way, and... There's probably at least three other pirate ships just like it that are better. Yeah, Um, and one of the other problems with super average ships is that they have to be a really good deal, otherwise they're going to be totally forgotten. And, I mean, if it were seven or eight points, it might almost be of note, but it shares uh, a point cost with ships like Panda and HMS Nautilus. Yeah, and, and the Darkhawk, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So um, I think we can say that we've said all that can be said about Poison Dagger. So yeah. let's move on to Devil's Kiss, which I can't actually figure out a funny way to segue into for. I apologize. But Devil's Kiss is a 10.3 master. The guns are oh, 4S, 3L, one. 3L. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although this time they've managed to put the masts in the right spot on the ship. Um, At least they're not so backwards. One, yeah. Uh, so yeah, guns are 4S, 3L, 3L. Cargo space is 3, and base move is L, and it ignores terrain. Uh, I guess they're trying to make this a simple gold runner, but it's not fast enough. It doesn't have a big hull. It's not cheap. Yeah. They uh, give up. Yeah, that's pretty yeah, it's boring. Yeah, it's okay. More boring. Yeah. More boring stuff. It's boring. less interesting than its name would imply. Yeah. The one yeah. interesting thing about it is um, on the port side of the you know jib sail, the foremast, is I think there's an extra 3L, I believe, cannon rank. So it's confusing because there's two cannon ranks on one side of the other side of the mast that you can't see from the picture. So it's oh, yeah. weird. But it's a misprint. I think it's a misprint for all of them pretty sure so. mm. but that's kind of sad that that's the most interesting thing about the ship <laughs> isn't it like fun one fact of the... about the ship it was misprinted that's all that we can say <laughs> yeah. yeah wasn't one of the um, uh, three mastered long ships misprinted with a cursed flag uh, I yes think the icebreaker Grunting? 
Yeah, I think it was by the icebreakers. Huh. Yeah. It's like mistakenly listed as a uh, as a cursed ship oh, in the database yeah. at one point, I think. Yeah, Polaris is the card has a cursed flag, but the ship is spiking. So it's kind of weird. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, yeah sort right. of like how Obsidian Sun was mistakenly oh, labeled as an English ship in here because the card had it printed, but the ship itself uh had a mercenary flag and the flavor text made no mention of England yeah. and there was no HMS on the card. So bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. So like, these like two sets mysterious islands and frozen north seem to be rampant with misprints and or mix ups and confusions. Yeah. And, meh. Yes. and yeah, the overall low quality and high number of misprints, uh this these were kind of from the dual drums and the dark era. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Yeah. For like the renaissance, if you want to call it, of Ocean's Edge. Yeah. <laughs> until uh, every, until everybody realized it was ludicrously overprinted and they wanted to get rid of it. Yeah, and also, it happens to be ludicrously average as well. Yeah, like yeah, a lot of boring. It had a lot of lame stuff, but it also had some really good stuff, but we'll yeah. talk about that later. Yeah, not very yeah. Honest, actually. Next well, set review. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, Next. so moving on. The Plague of the North. A two-masted um, blockade runner-style ship. Uh, eight points, three cargo spaces, S plus S space move, 3L, 3L, and plus one to cannons against Viking ships. Uh, I like the fact that it's eight points and moves S plus S. That's pretty good. Uh, oh, boy, do little, I have a ship for you. Um, oh, God. Basic <laughs> oh, little uh, gunship. I <laughs> Basic little gunship if you don't have the uh, executioner. Yeah, I think it's okay. Um, pr- pretty much everything except for the ability is decent, but not great. But then the ability is just it doesn't matter. So yeah, because who else? Who's <laughs> okay? Who's gonna play Vikings often? Yeah, or pure Vikings? Not yeah. many. Yeah, not many people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, yeah, I don't think there's anything to say about that. Yep. Yeah, moving All on. Right. Uh, the next one, stuff, kind of. Yeah, the next one is worse, in my opinion. The Full Moon is another Pirate 2 Master square rig mm-hmm. this time. Uh, nine points, Pirates two cargo, L move, both cannons are 2S, and then it gets plus one to boarding rolls, and plus two instead of her opponent is a sea monster. Um, I mean, the can- other than the cannon accuracy, this one is about as boring as it gets as well. So, cannons are good, but nothing else, really. Mm-hmm. The ability is just totally unfitting. Not fast. Not equipped with a big cargo space. Yeah. It's just poorly put together. <laughs> yeah, the pirates are mooning us with this one. Yeah. 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 I gotta get on my fun I... game or something. <laughs> They're mooning us. <laughs> it's like, ha ha, suckers. <laughs> yeah. What I want to do with Full Moon is I want to take like a really big stack of them in a box and just throw it on the floor and make a big thrud sound. <laughs> Speaking of which, the next ship on the list is named Thrud, which is, sounds like something you don't want to call someone. But um, funny enough, this is one of the few long ships that does not belong to the Vikings. This one's 15 points. It's two masts, both of which are 3S. It has two cargo space and SS move. It has the home island raider ability, but it's two treasures instead of one. So, uh, which 
exciting but underwhelming at the same time. Mm, yeah. yeah, it's cool that okay, the pirates get themselves uh, a longship, but the ability is totally useless because yeah. this only has two cargo. Yeah. yeah. So either either send it out empty or waste the ability and do a Captain Helmsman for base invention. Flavor text is interesting here, though. The thread was once an honest merchant ship until her crew decided that robbing unsuspecting towns was more lucrative. Since when is a longship a merchant ship? Uh, uh, Like, what the heck? I guess the the merchant ship writing something like, you know, the Hoya del Sol, that's a merchant ship. This is, you know, not. (laughs) I mean, even by ship designs, like, there's not a lot of space. Maybe they were traveling salesmen? Uh, okay, merchant like in quotation marks, and you're like, we are gonna sell your stolen goods. Yeah. Maybe they went from an like honest that. merchant ship to a dishonest merchant ship. Uh, mm-hmm. Alright. Alright, shall we move on? Yep. Alright, Ahura Mazda. Um, one master, five points, one cargo space, no base move. 4S for the cannon, and one of this ship's treasures is worth plus two gold when unloaded at your home island. Uh, this is one of the few times I will say that a gold bonus ship is not worth using. Yeah. Uh, it's not fast enough to go and get gold. There's not enough cargo to go and get gold. Um, I mean, the only thing I can think of is like for people who like purposely build bad fleets like me well <laughs> no wait no i don't do that on purpose yeah <laughs> uh, like uh, some people on the site have like purposely done that like with like a large group they purposely build bad fleets and then they give it to the person like to the left of them or something so like, this will like be like one of those ships you include in that or if you're a collector and you don't want to ever punch ships out then this is something to get but Gameplay-wise, this is not very good. Yeah, I, I do have one use for it in mind, although it's probably not all that great an idea anyway. Leave it docked to your home island empty, and then just bring a hoist over, um, oh, and then just unload one at a time, and you get a plus two bonus on every gold. Yeah. The only problem with that is that um, you'd be taking a hoist out of action for multiple turns. Yeah. Well, that depends on the hoist. If you have, like, a bare-bones frontier, you could, like, completely drain an island. And then just spend, like... hmm? Frontier's a really good ship, though, that I'm inclined to crew up. Yeah. Um, I think Frontier's an amazing ship, and I would not want Frontier just sitting around. Yeah. The only other problem with that, it's, like, the gold factory strategy. You have to redock at the home island, so it's best to use this with a ship that has two move segments... Um, Xerx and I have a ton of experience with that from t- tournament number two. Um, yeah. It's a core part of the um, the UPS Universal Pirate Shipping Strategy pioneered by Darren. Um, so it's better, it's better to use like Guinea Gallows on a ship with at least SS speed. Um, or Maurice Aristide on like the Corps du Lyon, for example, um, and stuff like that. The Ahura Mazda, I would, I don't know, there's, she's just not good enough. Um, and the cargo is so tiny that you, you can only, you can't put any crew on it basically. So you'd have to send her out empty yeah. to an island at just L, and then come back at L with one coin. So you could do gentleman yeah. Jocard and a helmsman. 
Oh, no, I'm not doing that. No. <laughs> that's still not worth it. Ten no, not points? Yeah, what do you mean it's not worth ten not points? Worth it, really. No, not even. Ten close. points, you could get Micron. Yeah. To make or, any yeah, better. Yeah, you yeah, could. Or for, for five points, you can get Banshee's Cry and Mermaid uncrewed. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Two Elba still moving ships. Or even yeah. better, for 17 points, you can get La Loop Guru. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, this ship only has a 4S cannon, so she's not much of a gunner. But uh, that's the next hey, 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 hey. Good segment. I know, I'm trying to get in my pun game. Um, but Gunner <laughs> yeah. is a generic SAT crew, so give uh, roll a D6, 5 or 6, get the same action twice. For 3 points for the Pirates. Uh, it is a clone. They already had Calico Cat from Spanish Main and Lay Requiem from uh, Crimson Coast. So the Pirates have kind of a, an, you know, an embarrassment of riches, as they say, in terms of extra action crew. And this is yeah. just another example. This is probably the least well-known, especially from, you know, Frozen North is a little bit rare as a set, kind of. Um, yeah. But, I mean, any faction will always take more of these, so it just gives them yeah. a, even more of an advantage in larger games. So, great ability. And he links to the Plague of the North, which is interesting a little bit, but nah, not very. Not really. Only a little bit. Okay, I gotta turn All right. I, I, I don't have time to figure out um, a funny way to announce Vlad the Iceblood as the next crew, but yeah. As opposed to Vlad the Impaler, he's Vlad the Iceblood. Yeah, oh, although yeah. Uh, although I think, uh, no, I don't have anything funny to say about that either. Anyway, Vlad the Iceblood is Russian. four points. Um, he ignores terrain, and he's escorting, so he's basically Ethan the Ethan. Seeker without a link to everything. Yeah. Um, this is not. Uh, I mean, I like to think that this is a good ability, but I'm not sure how many ships can really use this. You'd want something as cheap as possible with a small cargo space and a really high base move. Mm-hmm. Yep. He links to the Stoneheart. Wait, does so, he? Yeah, the oh, Stoneheart uh, cool. has because his database yeah. text cuts off. Only yep. the Stoneheart is. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. It's a waste length. of four points terrible. on a thirteen point ship. Yeah. It's a waste of four points on a waste of thirteen points. Yeah. Mm. Oh well. And we already had that base covered with Lalip Guru. Yeah, and with we've already covered more or less what you can do with him. Yeah. Uh, when we talk about Ethan. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. No need for I guess two we can say. Yeah. I guess we could say that that link is a piece of Shetland. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't know why the designers named this ship the way they did, uh, unless it's a real place in Britain somewhere. Um, it's uh, gotta be because there's the Shetland ponies. We're talking about the HMS, yeah. by the way. Yeah, HMS, uh, the first English ship uh, in the set here. Uh, we got uh, five masts, sixteen points, base move S. So that's not particularly brilliant. And the rest of it isn't particularly brilliant either. Um, cannons of 2S, 3S, 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 4S. So Woo. they get continually worse the further back you go. <laughs> and once per turn, if this ship is touching another ship, she can randomly take as much treasure from the other ship as she can carry. Um, that's a good ability to have with lots of cargo, but that's not a good ability. That's not a good ability to have when you're like as slow as a snail. I mean, there's no way. This is going to catch another ship that has any gold worth taking. Yep. So, 
And the fact that, you know, the English are, like, renowned for, like, we have Uber gunships to, like, go and kill everyone with. This is one of their few five-masted ships that you can't really turn into a gunship easily. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. not. Because the cannons are uh, mediocre to bad in some places. Yeah. Mm. I suppose you could use the 4S to, like, shoot a smoke pot, since you don't have to roll to die. Yeah. For that, but... I think the, sail, the sails are kind of interesting. They have like a fade-out green-white pattern. It's kind of interesting. Okay, yeah. The because, artwork is interesting looking, but... Yeah, kind of. Um, it says... Uh, it is kind of bleh. Yeah. Shetland, also called the Shetland Islands, is a subarctic archipelago that lies northeast of the island of Great Britain and forms part of Scotland in the United Kingdom. So there's mm-hmm. that. Um, All right, so that's why they called it this. Yeah. Yeah. Because otherwise, I could not imagine the designers purposely naming a ship like this. Yeah. Unless yeah. it was, like, from an actual place. Yeah, I think if the speed yeah, was that, SS, that. I think it would be playable, but it's only half that, so it's not very good. Yeah. One of the uh, worst English five masters, because usually they're extremely good. Right up there with uh, the fiver from Mysterious Islands, the Pacificum. Yeah, that one's a little better, but either of them are great. So. <laughs> Part of me wants to say put a helmsman aboard and then try to work Griffin... But then you have the problem of um, uh, you if you put you're a captain to on a lipstick on a turret when if you're going. I, I, know, yeah. I know I am, but you know I'm I'm trying to redeem it somehow. Yeah. Um, if you manage to get off. Griffin and the captain aboard, like some kind of captain that linked somehow, yeah. uh, so you didn't take up a space, then you could like Thomas have, Gunn. Maybe you get captain maybe. and helmsman in one spot, and then toss on yeah. Griffin. Yeah, Captain Helmsman and Griffin. And then you can at least move 3S. Uh, but even then... I'd rather put have... that combo on, like, you know, the... Oh, what is it? The HMS Gargantuan, maybe, Anything would be a spot for that. Yeah, yeah, heck, you could put that combo on the temple and make it completely overkill, but... Yeah, for one point less. Um, speaking of point less, um, the HMS Shetland is... Uh, is one point more than HMS Lord Algernon, I think. Yeah. Which has yeah. largely similar base stats. I think the same cargo space, same base move, but worse but ability, trade. worse guns. Yeah. Uh, I would argue the Algernon is a better ship than this in almost every single way. Yeah. No, the, the cargo the is, is, yeah. Is no, we can better. agree on that. The cargo is lower, but it's a way better gunship. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. And uh, five masted ships, with few exceptions should never be used to, to go and get gold. Like mm-hmm. Five-masted ships are your capital pinnacle gunships. Yeah, you yeah. And yeah. this is not that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one is HMS Orkney. Uh, take a quick break out of this. Um, this is an English four-master. It's 12 points, only two cargo, but she makes up for it with um, her guns and ability. L-move. Cannons are 3S, 2L, 2L, 3S, and then the ship ignores the first hit. She takes each turn as long as she has all of her masts kind of like the contrast of the artwork too which has got a dark hull but then like the cannons and gun ports are kind of a light color and then white sails so kind of a cool contrast um yeah. this one's just a super basic um reasonably effective gunship um the oxford and london are both definitely better um with double the cargo and better speed but this one with captain helmsman and i would probably put an oarsman maybe is uh i'd say a slightly underrated gunship if not a simple one yeah mm-hmm. Um, we were just talking about Lord Algernon, and you could consider this kin of it because it has the same ability, but it's smaller and cheaper. 
Uh, this is a pretty dang good option as far as four-masted gunships go. Yeah, four-masted gunships on a budget. Yeah. Although, if, still, if I was going for a four-masted gunship on a, on a budget, I would still probably take the HMS Oxford. Yeah, uh, you're right. you got right. base move, I think four cargo spaces, all and rank two cannons. Yeah. Yeah, the Orkney uh, is... It, the Orkney doesn't deserve to be as forgotten as she is, but you would probably go with yeah. the Oxford. Yeah. To be honest. I mean, uh, in a large campaign, this is like a second-tier uh, backup gunship, or the second-rate gunship, maybe. Um, eh, yeah. I mean, it's interesting and good enough that I have to kind of, like, write a note to myself to remind myself to look into how to use it. I think you should do that for the next one. uh, I should, because uh, uh, I'm trying to figure out a way. Give me a second. Because its stats look utterly royal. Okay, that was... Yeah, that that was bad. HMS Royal is a 13.4 master with 3S, 2L, 2L, 3S guns. Three cargo space, L move, and then world hater. It's pretty good, but the name is really generic for an English ship, and the stats aren't really that special. This is, wait, you know what this is? This is uh, La Resolution from Ocean's Edge, but English. Yeah, and with um, slightly less accurate uh, balance turn cannons. Wait, uh, you're right, I think. Because La Resolution, Resolution has rank yes. two across the board. Yeah, you're right. That's interesting, yeah. I never realized how similar this was, but unfortunately... Yeah, I just, no. yeah. Well, that depends upon how you... If you want to say that the English crew options versus Spanish crew options... Um, I mean, within 13 points, I think the Spanish could potentially make four or five crew fit onto the uh, Resolution, whereas the English, I don't think, could do that. I think you could argue both ways. Um, they both have some really interesting, unique crew. Uh, this ship, for example, you could go the Griffin route and make it really fast. Yeah, but you're taking up almost half the ship's point cost with that one crew. I, I know. Um, but you'd also be able to catch up with the uh, with La Resolution's guns there. But the Spanish have the option of using a crew like Joaquin Vega. Yeah. And yeah. also, does I think the Spanish have a few of those um, uh, plus one cargo spaces? Doesn't take up any cargo space crew. Yeah, they have. Uh, I mean, the English I think have one of those guys as well, but you know, Spanish are more uh, are more famous for that. Plus, the Spanish have the only two point captain in the entire in the entire game. So yes, they do. They do. I mean, if you're sticking strictly to generic uh, options, like just generic crew options, then um, I'd say the Resolution edges out the royal barely probably uh, yeah because it's got more accurate cannons yeah uh but they're very comparable and Uh, yeah um to build off what you said about spain having the only two-point captain these are despite how good they are kind of still like a budget option for a gunship and if you're going to be choosing budget options why not go the faction that has the cheaper captain and the better base guns to start with. Yep. Yeah. As I recall, because I've uh, read of quite a few of them, uh, Cadet Captain Mike's playgroup, um, they really liked this ship, or like one or two of them had it, and everyone like freaked out whenever it got used, but always underperformed. 
Um, <laughs> then again, Cadet Captain Mike's playgroup at the time was him and like a bunch of other kids. So go figure. Take or leave it. Yeah. Oh, boy. All right. So uh, I have the next one up. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, uh, HMS Hastings. Um, once again, whoever built this for the gallery shot put the masts in the wrong place. Even worse than before, too, because they're yeah. all overlapping in the wrong way. Uh, so you're putting undue stress on the masts, which eventually <laughs> over time will build up and the masts become more fragile and brittle and it's just... Uh, and there's, it was on the actual ship. Yeah. They've already lost uh, the flag. There's no flag yeah. and Oh, yeah, there isn't a flag on the back of it. Oh, for yeah. sake. Oh, there's no flag on the Royal, Somebody too. Somebody shoot this one, please. There's no <laughs> flag on the HMS Royal, either, on the back there. I just noticed. Mm. Oh, for Pete's sake. Uh, anyways, on to the actual ship. Uh, 12 points for cargo. Uh, base move L. Cannons of 4S, 3L, 3L, 3S. Hmm. Okay, it's kind of like the reverse of the uh, which has the 4S on the back. Uh, if this ship has a captain crew, she gets plus one to her cannon rolls. Um, not a bad ability. Uh, average cannons, except for that one in the front. Uh, decent cargo space. Reasonably cheap. Uh, kind of yeah, strikes as like a, uh, a subpar budget gunship. Like, if you've got yeah. a small collection and you have this, you're probably going to wind up using this quite a bit. And I just put, like, a captain and helmsman on board, and you get uh, plus one to your cannon rolls. Uh, but for 12 points, it's sharing territory with the Orkney, which is comparably a much better gunship. Yeah. Um, although you could potentially make the Hastings run gold, because uh, it has more cargo space. You just uh, put on a helmsman and go sailing off at El Pases. Uh, but also, within 12 points, you've got the aforementioned HMS Oxford, which is way better better in almost every way. Yep. In literally every way, I think. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, the ability anyway. is worse. I would argue the ability makes this one a K. Oh, I see what you mean. Yep. That makes sense. Yeah. I would put, I would just do yeah. Captain and Helmsman, and then try to keep the other two spaces open um, for the option of getting gold, I wouldn't make it a priority. I, I see it mostly as just kind of an average gunship, nothing too special. Um, I, I would also house rule it to have the schooner keyword. I don't know if that's a gallery mistake or not, but... Yeah. Anyway, I would mind. just um, leave it in its card. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair, too. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, we play huge games, so it'll get used eventually, but it, it's kind of like a stock gunship. Not game. before the next chip, I can tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Which oh, yeah, I think is, is yours. Oh, sorry. I think so. Nice. Yeah. Okay, HMS Durham. Um, not as good as the first Durham from uh, Barbary Coast, but this one is decent. Uh, 11 points for cargo, SS move. All three cannons are 3L, and then it's got reroll built in, so it's a decent spot for either of the two um, English AA Admiral's Action Crew, who are uh, Cargo, Owen, and uh, Lord Cutler Beckett from Caribbean. Um, everything is, you know, decent. Nothing stands out hugely. Um, it's just pretty solid all around. I guess I would use it similar to the Hastings, probably Captain Helmsman, keep a few spaces open for gold. And uh, in a larger game, I, I might use it. I think I did in CG1. I think uh, Owen was on this ship with uh, Admiral's action with reroll to try to get sixes. So that's how I'd use it. Oh, I think Xerex dropped out there for a second. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. 
seeing something from him. He's saying he got cut out. Are we uh, able to... It says he lost connection. Do we have any way to bring him back in? Yeah, we should oh, be able to. here he is. All right. Okay, here I am. Hey, there we go. No idea what just happened. Yeah. Yeah, it just had lost connection. Weird. Okay, that was weird. Mm, but we're still on HMS Durham. You haven't missed much. Oh, goody. Durham. <laughs> yep. Uh, um, Reroll. This it's the is... HMS Pride, but for one point more. Yeah. I mean, HMS Durham overall is not too bad. She's solid in kind of every respect. Nothing too far out there. Um, but within the set, I think she's one of the better ships. Probably, yeah. Yeah, a solid ship overall, yeah. Oh, and the flavor text has the first mention of Griffin, I think. Ooh, yeah. Captain Griffin's right. crack crew of gunners have won battles in which they were vastly outnumbered and outgunned. Wow. Good that's like them. a that's a vague mention, you know, for flavor. Have to be in that wiki someday. Yeah. yeah. And speaking so of the Durham, it's the um on the duplicates list, you've got the HMS Durham from Barbary Coast, yeah, which is a four-masted uh, schooner. Which is really funny, um, considering another ship that's coming up, which also had a contemporary in Barbary Coast, HMS yeah. Granville. Yeah. But so you we'll skipped over the Duke of York. Thing. Well, yeah, no, 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 no. I'm saying coming uh, up. Okay, we're going there. Not okay. yet. Yeah. But speaking okay. of the Duke of York, I'm about to take a Duke all over the Duke of York. Because... <laughs> take a duke um because hms duke of york is one of those not quite there ships she's 13 points and for that you get three masts which are all 2l three cargo space and l move so already you're in a position where she'd better be a really solid gunship if you're going to justify her over the existing three masted gunship competition even three masted hybrids You've got stuff like Grinder, or even within the English, you've got the Nautilus. Unfortunately, she's got Broadsides Attack, which is at its best on ships that have solid 2S guns and nothing else. Yeah. Yeah, the Duke of York is okay. Like you said, the competition is better. I like the blue hull and the white sails, but... And I always... I love 2L guns, of course, so I kind of have a soft spot. It's It's got a strong name, strong... I mean, not a, not a good ability, but like strong ability and then strong gun. So it's kind of a kind of a brute force gunship that kind of continues in the English tradition. So I kind of have yeah. a soft spot for it, but it's not. Yeah. And it's at not least fantastic. it's broadsides attack on a ship that's got rank two cannons. Yeah. yeah. As that's opposed to broadsides attack on a ship that's got like four. Rank yeah, like Argonauta. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, I believe someone mentioned it somewhere on the forum. That broadsides attack is better on smaller ships because you get more bang yes. for the buck, supposedly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so on a three-masted ship, um, if you hit that broadsides attack, you do uh, four, four cannons worth of damage, mm-hmm. which is eh, yeah, not bad. A, but yeah. at L move, you're gonna need some help getting into position to use them cannons. Yeah. Yeah. Broadsides is probably at its very best on. Uh, one or two master, probably two. Yeah. Yeah, like those uh, blockade runner type ships. Yeah. yeah. Prince, of, Prince of Chichester, for example. Yeah. Oh yes, yeah. That's that's a brilliant ship, and we can't spend the twenty minutes that I'd like to spend talking about it. <laughs> yeah, we already. Yeah, we did the set review for that, so it's all good. Yeah. Yeah, we can all go right. on to the next one. Which so is am I up for the Granville? Yep. You are. Oh, cool. 
All right, uh, HMS Granville, uh, 13 points, two cargo spaces, uh, base move of L, uh, cannons of 3S, 2S, 3S, uh, icebreaker. On the turn the ship is pinned, eliminate one crew and one mass from the enemy ship. Link, Sir Jeremy Rothschild. Uh, okay, we'll get to him eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, I like that the English, or I think everyone except the pirates or something got an icebreaker or one of the um, set-specific ships. But this is kind of meh, in my opinion. Um, abilities like that, in my opinion, should be on ships that are decently quick uh, to begin with before you add a helmsman, and the Granville is not decently quick. Yeah. Uh, adding the fact that there's only two cargo spaces, and this really is only suitable as a mediocre gunship. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's one of the most, like, I guess, like, offensively oriented icebreakers. Um, yeah, and I imagine very... ramming another, a wood ship with an icebreaking uh, ram thing on the front, yeah, that would do good. a lot of damage, so yep. thematically, I guess, the ability fits. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I would do Captain Helmsman, uh, and then you've got reasonable cannons, and then uh, do some extra damage. So, as icebreakers go, it's still average, but at least it's reasonably powerful compared to the other icebreakers. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, I just took a quick look at uh, Jeremy Rothschild, and uh, I'll say more about that when we uh, get down to him. Yeah, it's not yeah. that's interesting actually. Now that uh, I took a look at him. Yeah, um, Granville did top my ranking of icebreakers, but when we look at it, Granville really is nothing special. Yeah, which really says a lot about the quality of icebreakers in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I always thought small nitpick that it was strange how there was a deck on the back of icebreakers where there was no mast yeah, yeah it's a like, little odd yeah like, were these supposed to be four masts but someone forgot to put the final thing in oh that would so. oh that would make a lot of sense like if this had 3s 2s 2s 3s then this would be kind of closer to being there yeah, yeah i don't think so because the last the final the mizzen mast is you know, it's like the gap yeah. type mass, so it doesn't really make sense. Yeah, but imagine if that one was supposed to go on the that back deck there. Yeah. And you had a fourth mass. Um, like yeah, like uh, where that sort of uh, back yeah. gaffer goes. Mm-hmm. Thing. So like if all icebreakers were four masts as opposed to three, mm-hmm. would they yeah. be better or worse? Yeah, probably They'd better. Be better. More durable. Yeah. All right, then. I mean, because they're all kind of just mediocre, but we'll yeah, talk yeah. about the rest of them as they come. Yeah. Um, next one is HMS Yardbird, um, <laughs> which is kind of a weird name. Um, Led Zeppelin's my second favorite band, and they originated from the Yardbirds, and a British band. Um, but this one's a two-master, eight points, four cargo, L move. Cannons are 4S4L, and this ship may unload cargo at your home island if she's with an S of it. So kind of a rare ability, similar to Dory's on the ten-masters. This one I've just used as a basic uh, gold ship um, with a helmsman. You've got 10 points, LSB, 3 cargo, and then you can unload cargo early. So you save a little bit of time on the way back, and then you get out a little bit faster. So she served me decently in uh, Vassal Campaign Game 2, where I was the English. Um, Other than that, I haven't used her too much. But, I mean, for the English, she's a decent gold runner. Just kind of, you know, just a decent one to consider. Yeah, I think in all my uh, campaigns that I've played, the English have used this at some point or other. Yeah. 
I've, I think her most memorable use was uh, during that winter economy game where the English uh, used her to drop things off with an S, right? Sail with an L, use the ability, and then use the remaining S to turn around and sort of head back out. Yeah, this is it's a decent uh, budget option for the English to run gold. Although, obviously, I'm going to say there are a lot of better ships for this point cost. Um, I'm not going to say what you expect me to say. Um, I looked up the definition of Yardbird because I was curious, and it's either a new military recruit that you give all the crappy jobs or a convict. Oh, that might explain the flavor text. Yeah, HMS Yardbird is recruited by former American Confederates who fled to England rather than rejoin the Union. Mm -hmm. Where do you think they ended up when they uh, when they fled to England? Kirkwall, maybe. Uh, I don't know. (laughs) It's possible. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's that's coincidental because uh, the next ship on the list is HMS Kirkwall, which is another two masted blockade runner. This one's also wait. No, the last one wasn't. So this is a two-masted blockade runner. And for that you get, or for eight points, you get a 3S and a 4S gun, SL move, two cargo space, and then S explore. Mm. Yeah. It's like a I'm, scout ship. Yeah. It's, it's, not a bad, any game. it's not a bad option for one. It does have a pretty good base move. Yeah, at least it's, it's quick. Little, it's a little expensive, I think. It's probably six or seven points worth. Yeah, I think so, too. Well, this is one yeah. of, of the ships with the S-Explorer. This is actually one of the most fitting, because you don't need a lot of cargo, but you do need speed and a reasonable cost. Um, so yeah. it's like it's kind of the perfect scout ship. It's just that scouting just I, it just doesn't work that well. So And I've, the English did use well, it for in 40-point games, yeah, it doesn't work then, very well. Um, but it, and they got out to the islands, but it didn't, I don't know, it didn't really help that much, and... Um, they were eliminated. Um, one of the first factions eliminated in that game. So I don't know. It's it it works. It's fitting, but the ability just doesn't pan out in the long haul. So yeah, even in big games and, where you think it would be more useful. So oh well. And you can't use Griffin to make it ultra fast because it's just not expensive enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's only really worth using on like capital ships. Just, that need yeah. yeah, he really is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or in like niche situations like on HMS Gibraltar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although in that situation, it kind of is a capital ship based on like, ah, uh, whatever. In a way. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, HMS Tweed. Mrs. Tweedy. <laughs> Tweedy Bird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or like, you know, some guy's old tweed jacket. Exactly. Um, all right. Ten points, uh, one masted ship, uh, two cargo spaces, S plus S. A nice little 2L cannon, and L-range cannons cannot hit this ship, which is a pretty nice little defensive ability for a smaller ship. And otherwise, kind of eh. Yeah, it's not, it's not, has, it doesn't have a big enough cargo hold to run gold, so it's not, it's not a good ship at all for me, really. Yeah, it's Yeah, captain it's and helmsman and be done with it. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't even bother using this ship because, yeah. as as we know, I mean it's expensive, um, and it has an ability that won't save it. Yeah, yeah, we've seen a lot of these. God, may say, I through the set reviews, kind of yeah. these types of ships. Quite frankly, yeah, well, yeah. There's one really... masters that have a decent cannon defense, but you know, one mast, your ram bait. 
Yeah, you're going su- to ram it. You're not going to shoot it. Yeah, I was surprised. It's kind of pretty. It, the picture doesn't quite do it justice. The hull is pretty unique. It's got an interesting greenish pattern. So it, it's kind of a colorful ship. Almost uh, like tweed. Uh. <laughs> um, all right. The next one is first English crew. Well, only a couple, but Peter Miles, English crew, six points and uh, a really unique ability to see on a crew. I want to say, like, Grim the Savage, I think it's the only time it was on a crew. Once per turn, if the ship is touching another ship, she can randomly take as much treasure from the other ship as she can carry. Um, not a very fitting ability for the English. I could see the pirates or French getting this. Uh, so the English getting mm-hmm. it is kind of kind of funky, but... Yeah, um, besides, I don't have a whole lot of them on vastly cavernous ships for him to use his yeah, ability on. Yeah, I would say I would use this on maybe a schooner so you wouldn't have to ram. Um, the Prince of Chichester is one that I've put him on in terms of combat. Yeah. I don't think I tried that out yet, but that ship can't be shot out within S and it's got five cargo. So you could do um, like Thomas Gunn, captain with helmsman. And then this guy, uh, Orzman doesn't pick up space, blah, blah, blah. Um, HMS Swallow, maybe. Um, I guess there's not a lot of great English hybrids, but HMS Oxford with Thomas Gunn, maybe. But yeah, he's kind of interesting. He would be I think more fitting in a different faction, but he's he's still a unique crew to consider, um, just to kind of for the hell of it, just to see like what you can do with him, try to figure out good combos with him. Maybe the Maui's fish hook. I don't know. Yeah, yeah hoist. For me, the problem with Peter Miles is that he's the same cost as Grim the Savage, um, and. Well, Grim the Savage is part of a worse faction, so you have to kind of do some more finagling to get him onto a decent ship. Peter Miles has a better selection of ships you can put him on, but his ability, I think, isn't as good. And my reasoning for that is that Grim the Savage is a home island raider. Home islands don't move. And they're a place (laughs) that people are constantly bringing gold to. And they don't board back if you have Peter Miles. Yeah, Yeah, and they don't typically shoot back <laughs> and no. peter miles you're always going to be chasing after ships and okay you take um say hms lady provost oh yeah um that would be a pretty good one to put him on maybe yeah. you'd, think, you'd think but my real problem with that is you put him on lady provost with a helmsman okay you're moving ssl and you can empty a gold runner's hold why don't you instead just put an explorer on instead of Peter Miles and just beat the gold runner to the island if you're fast enough to catch it anyway. Yeah. Because you go second. Someone well, ahead of you. Maybe. I mean, well, if, if they're ahead of you, then are you going to be able to catch them? Hidden Cove. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> well, yeah, if you have to use a broken event to excuse a crew, then. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair I, yeah, enough. It, Sound like yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. It's like I. I really do want to like this ability, but strategically, if you're in a position to use it, you've already kind of made a mistake, haven't you? In a way. Yeah. Depends. I would just uh, unless, use. I would use him to like kind of just to say I did because he's like a one of a kind crew. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just to kind of yeah. do it in a casual. It's a powerful way. ability that you should never have to use. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'll just jump on to Sir Jeremy Rothschild if you guys have nothing more to say. Yeah, and not uh, about Peter, but I got some interesting insight on uh, Jeremy here. Oh, it's I bet you do. 
Um, he's linked to HMS Granville, like we were talking about earlier. He's four points. And then this is one of those crew where when you touch another ship carrying unique treasure, you can take all of it, which is really cool, but also really niche. Uh, so I'm going to let you talk, Billy. All right. Uh, since UTs, um, with a few exceptions, don't take up cargo space, uh, and you put him on the uh, Granville, well, the Granville doesn't have a whole lot of cargo, so you could essentially get some of those really powerful UTs um, while you, uh, uh, when you when you're uh, hurting um, those other ships when you use the Granville to ram into them. Um, but uh, UTs that otherwise couldn't be removed from a ship... Um, I think Nemo's plans is one of them. This is a way to get those yeah. onto your ship. Um, some of those other ones. Um, but, um, see, I'm having trouble remembering. I think if you win a board, you can choose to take a regular treasure, but you can't take a unique treasure um, unless it says so or something. So I think this was the first time you'd seen an, an ability like this. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Because Rolando, it's the same set. Well, yeah. Rolando's later later on in the upcoming Spanish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think Maman Brigitte has this ability, but Maman Brigitte is in Ocean's Edge and is terrible. Yeah. yeah. Well, the other thing though about him is the um, first part: reveal all face down treasure. Yep. yep. So you get exactly. a free look at whatever is on someone's loaded gold runner if you can catch up to it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and if you pair him with his uh, linked ship, the uh, Granville, on the turn the ship is pinned, so that means you've rammed into another ship. Uh, you eliminate a crew and a mast, so there's the damage done. But now because you're pinned, you're touching it. So the once per turn effect kicks in, and since UTs don't take up space, they're perfectly suited to just go aboard the Granville and potentially turn it into a mediocre ship and turn it into a potential god ship depending on the UTs um, that you can steal. Yeah. Maybe. It's a decent combo. Um, I probably I will wouldn't admit bother with the Link. Niche. I would probably, instead of just doing the Granville, I would just put Rothschild on um, maybe HMS Swallow because it has good speed and more durability to keep the UTs safe um, and mm-hmm. to take more yeah. advantage of them. Um, I will say Wolf likes this a lot. I think it's only worth two or three points. I still don't think it's that great. He does have a review of Rolando that's pretty eye-opening. And yeah, revealing all the face-down treasure aboard the other ship, that's something that often gets forgotten. So it's kind of a its a neat little thing um, that makes the ability a bit better. I still think it's too pricey to use. Um, I haven't really used yeah. it actually yet, but um, but it's kind of a cool novelty thing, I guess. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the other thing you do is put him on a ship that can't be pinned to steal um, a treasure yeah. from a ship docked at its home island. Okay, that makes sense. Yep. True. Hmm. So something like Jade, maybe get your hands on that. Using take the take the Jade uh, UT mm-hmm. or something else. Uh, think about the harder stone from no, not that. <laughs> No one wants that. There goes Rothschild. <laughs> like, oh, there goes to Jeremy. Uh, I think he right. shows up again in Savage Shores with a slightly different ability. Yeah, he's, yeah. He shows up with a different hat too. <laughs> and he's got like a fur. Looks like he's got some kind of fur parka on right now. His artwork there. All right. All right. So no, it's a niche uh, ability, but could see more expanded on it. 
I think the fact that his English holds him back uh, from yeah, seeing because the English don't, don't have a whole lot of treasure-oriented ships in the first place, or boarding-oriented the ships. Yeah, and the ones that they do are often uh, expensive and/or not particularly quick. Uh, unlike Shetland. the Spanish. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Speaking of the Spanish. Yeah. All right, so here we go to the uh, La Tortesos. Uh, Thank five... you. Hmm? Wait, wait, no, that wait, never mind. That is you. Yeah. We're... Yeah. So we got five masts. Yay, big ship. Uh, three cargo spaces. Eh. Base move L, uh, 3S, 3L, 3L, uh, 3L, and 3S. And the ability, uh, Pulse Hunter can rolls against any non-Spanish ship. Uh, this is a pretty good uh, gunship for the Spanish, especially in terms of five masters. Yeah. Uh, yeah they don't a have a whole lot of ships that have this ability on it. Uh, I think the La Resolucion has this ability and El Monte Cristo has this ability, and the Tartessos has this. Mm -hmm. uh, after that, I don't think it appears on any Spanish ship. Um, they've got the world-hitting ability on, um, I think it's uh, one of the uh, special edition crew from Barbary Coast, one of the cardboard guys, uh, has the world-hitting uh, on it. Uh, but this is um, 14 points. This is a really nice, uh, low-cost, five-master gunship. Uh, the cargo space is kind of, eh, but it forces you to be a wee bit creative about how you uh, put crew on here. Mm -hmm. um, I think I mentioned him earlier. You've got a uh, two-point Zuan you could put on to save uh, cargo. Uh, you've got cargo boosting crew. Um, uh, I think uh, Dominic Freda, the regular version of him, you could put him on here. To boost cargo, you could put the Spanish main version of Master Bianco. Uh, you could use his SS version, the Cargo Master, to, on another ship to get another cargo space. Uh, there's just a lot of options for Spain, and this is one of their better five-masted ships uh, out there. Um, in terms of their five-masted ships, I think the pecking order is the Spanish Mena Corzado, then the Cristobal, and then this, maybe in terms of uh, five-masted Spanish ships that are pretty good. Yeah, I don't think I can think of any Spanish five-masters that do this ship's job better than it at a similar point cost. Because yeah. it's only about two-thirds, you know, it's less than two-thirds the cost of El Corzado, making it much more usable in a small game. Oh, yeah. It's I don't more think... It has the yeah. same ability, but is more durable. Yeah, um, I don't think that having not all that much cargo counts against it much because yeah. its point is just get five uh, rank two guns as cheap as possible, and it succeeds at that. Yeah, and yeah, by that merit alone, I think it's worthy of quite a lot of respect. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, it's a pretty powerful ship. I would do Captain Helmsman, and then maybe Oarsman and or Firepot Specialist. Keep it kind of basic, like the ship is in general. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, the next one is La Ebro. This one's a Spanish four master, 14 points, three cargo, El Move. Cannons are 2S, 3L, 3L, 2S. And then it has broadsides attack built in, which is okay. Um, not great. I would pit, I would rather have the Tartessos, um, but the Ebro is yeah. a decent gunship. Um, they're kind of similar, I guess. 
Oh, it's pretty much, yeah, same cost, cargo, and move, but Tartessos is slightly better than the Epro. So. It has a yeah. much better ability. Mm -hmm. I mean, for the broadsides to work on the Epro, you'd have to roll a 4 or higher. Because you uh, rank 3 guns in the middle. And even then, you are... Even then, you're only doing as much as hitting every shot on Tartessos would. Yeah. So La Ebro is like a less durable, more high risk version. Yeah. That fifty fifty uh roll for the broadsides attack, usually not worth it unless the ship has all uh rank two cannons. That's yeah, what I've no good. Hmm. Yeah, both of them are pretty basic gunships overall, I would say. I think El Rosal is next, if you want to start that, Ben. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this one, um, it's 16 points for a four-masted schooner, three cargo, SL speed, all four cannons are three Ls, and then after this ship resolves a shoot action, she moves move as a free, so uh, reverse captain. So the usual smoke pot specialist combo for defense is viable. Um, I think it's a pretty good flotilla tug, actually, too. If it's Spanish, I have a couple of good ones of those. Um, I hooked those up to El Rosal because it's kind of uh, somewhat rare in that it has four or more masts, but it's also SL speed, which is pretty cool. Um, I think this one is actually kind of an underrated Spanish gunship option. Um, the resolution you know, in this better for pure firepower, but this one's a very good first strike ship, and if you, if you sacrifice the helmsman and speed, you could do a flotilla, and then I have eight shots moving around at SL, which is a pretty good combo overall. So I like this one a lot, actually. It's a good gunship. Yeah, um, fun trivia thing. SL is the fastest that any four-masted ship moves in the game, if you exclude Slay and Mistwalker. Yeah. Uh, but Mistwalker is a sea monster, so I don't really think you can consider it a ship. Mm -hmm. Um. I, I think it's a bit of an overpriced ability, but the armament's solid. The move is great for its size. It's a little bit expensive, so mm -hmm. I think there are other things I'd use before El Rizal, especially among the Spanish. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you have any more to say about it, Billy? I think he dropped down again. I don't know. Oh, did day, he? So. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. We'll oh, yeah, and I, he mentioned having to uh, potentially... Yeah, he yeah. dropped out. Mm -hmm. um, but he did mention having to get off of the Oscars before we started recording this. So I'm going to jump on to El Profeta next, which is 10 points, 3 masts, 3S, 3L, 3S guns, 4 cargo, L move, and then treasure trade. Um, He said something about wealth. He might have disconnected <laughs> again. Yeah. Yeah. It's right, a fun little debacle. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, Profeta's, I guess you could call it an okay treasure runner. If you find a way to boost the cargo, like you could do Dominic Freda and, and the Helmsman, but this isn't all that great in ability, and the Spanish have better treasure runners around this price. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's kind of boring to me. Um, kind of an average ship overall. Not too great. It's not the most boring ship. Not quite like Poison Dagger, but it's a little better, but still pretty mediocre, definitely. Uh, Bill, are you mm -hmm. back to El Elmas? I guess, I guess I'll do it. Three-mast. Um, this is another th Spanish three-master. Four cargo, El Move. 
cannons are 2S, 3S, 3S, and then it's got canceling, which is really great. Um, reminds me of El Paso from uh, Barbary Coast in that it's got canceling built in, but other than that, it's relatively mediocre, but by virtue of being a canceler, um, it jumps up higher, much higher in my list than it would otherwise be. Um, I would maybe put a firepot specialist for that 2S cannon at the bow. I like doing that, especially recently. Um, outside of the canceling, I mean, it's not great, but it's still still a decent ship overall. Um, probably, just, I would probably just use it as a gunship um, because canceler is going to be so effective on the battlefield, but you could do just Captain Helmsman and keep a couple of cargo space open for points if you wanted to. So This, de- this uh, picture has like three pennant flags, so it's like the opposite of the other ones we saw. I don't know why. And they're is. going the wrong way. Yeah, yeah, usually, yeah, debatably. Yeah, whoever, uh, yeah, this is becoming a really strange trend. Whoever <laughs> built the El Alama in the picture on Miniature Trading's database punished out all three of the little, uh, uh, they're not wind socks, uh, yeah. streamers or whatever, and put one on each mast, and they're all pointing rearward. Yeah. It, it looks kind of cool, but yeah, cool. I also know that it's entirely wrong. Yeah, I like doing the penance on like a flagship, like literally a flagship. So, like, HMS Lord Algernon is generally my favorite ship, and she was um, the English flagship in um, Command in the Oceans, my campaign game last year. So I And on mm-hmm. a five-master, it looks even better, because then it's a capital ship anyway, so it can look really good. Yeah, and it's it's all decorated and yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yep. It's really yeah. Cool. As far as the ship itself goes, I think you're right. This is probably a really interesting alternative uh, support gunship or hybrid. Mm-hmm. Um, it's certainly going to be one that's nasty to fight. It's probably not all that good um, a hybrid, though, because it's not that fast. It's probably just best as a gunship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, anyway, I've hot enough about talking about that <laughs> ship, oh. and soon I will have hot enough about talking about La Hada, which is Spain's <laughs> icebreaker, and I think... Uh, the worst icebreaker, like... and the reason for that is for 12 points, which makes it, I think, the cheapest icebreaker, you get 4S, 3S, 3S guns, 2 cargo space, L-move, and ramming cannot eliminate it, the ship's masts. I don't actually see any purpose to this ship. It's not really a gunship. You can't run gold with it. You can't do support operations. Yep. It's kind of useless. Yeah, I agree. Which one now? Um, Lahada. Oh, the icebreaker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think it's got going for it is breaking ice. Yeah. <laughs> Other yeah. than being the only Spanish icebreaker, there's nothing really exciting about it. So you can do the next mm-hmm. one, Bill, though, if you want. Right, yeah. My internet died on me like twice in a row or something. Huh. Like, You're a... uh, and Skype is internet service, so no internet, no Skype. Yeah. Yeah. All right, anyways. Uh, La Academia. Or Academia, whichever. Uh, Three-mass ship, 11 points. Four cargo spaces, base move of L, 4L, 3L, 3L. Uh, and it may not be shot at while docked. All right, so that's a nice ability, and it's big enough to where you can't ram it to death instantly. Um, yeah, that's decent ability for uh, the ship. Uh, I wish it was faster. Yeah, Gold Runner. Yeah, that'd be a good one. Yeah. Or even uh, otherwise, a nice little. In a way. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Nice little uh, gold running hybrid yeah. thingy. In CG1, I controlled the Spanish and I used it um, as like a, a fort guard ship because then I was guarding a, an important fort 
um, or I could launch ships from, I believe. And uh, it can't be shot at while at dock, so it was like it basically made the fort have seven cannons in a way. Or you could use it as like a home island protector, but that's usually more of a niche usage for large things. But it's an okay yeah. ship. The ability is a little bit wasted because um, the the move and the cost aren't great. But oh well, it's not terrible though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I can go on to the next one if you want. Um, sure. La, La Iberia is kind of interesting. I kind of have a soft spot for this one. Um, it's seven points, two masts, four cargo, S move. Both cannons are 2L, and then once per turn, the ship may look at one face down cargo on any ship, so it's spying ability. Um, I would do Captain Helmsman and have it be like a slow and mediocre hybrid of sorts because the guns are really good. So you want a captain, but then the speed is only S, so it requires Helmsman, and then you'd have two spaces left over for gold out of the four. Um, and you got spying. So it's kind of like a weird, slow, slightly underrated, like multi-purpose ship. Um, she's going to get passed over understandably for, you know, La, La Monarca or a flotilla, which is totally fair. Um, but I kind of like this ship. It's, it's kind of cool. Actually, the speed is the only, you know, really bad thing. Everything else is pretty good. So, if this was any faster, it would be maybe considered uh, more often. Yeah, you're right about that. With L move, this would be kind of a cult favorite. <laughs> um, I think that it's worth looking into Spain's crew options to see if there are any cheap abilities that would pair well with this. Stuff like uh, that of Devereaux, but not exactly. We'd have to scroll through and see if there's anything worth using, but there may yet be more to this ship. I think you could, if you want, do Rise of the Fiends, Dominic Freda, and a Helmsman, but that's not a particularly efficient way of uh, getting yourself a gunship. So, or, sorry, not gunship, Gold Runner, yeah. You could go Louis Suan to uh, get the cheaper captain, save points. Yeah. Yeah, Which leaves that's... you with uh, room for something else afterwards. Yeah. yeah, if you do the Louis Suan Helmsman combo, you've still got two spaces left and three points open. So you've got your options there. Yeah. All right. Um, next, we're going to talk about La Cantabrian, or La Cantabrian, <laughs> which is seven points. It's a, two-masted... <laughs> it's a two-masted blockade runner. Uh, it's Master 3S, 4S. It has two cargo, SS move, and it cannot be pinned. What's the point of this ship? Uh, <laughs> it doesn't have a good roll. Yeah. It's nothing good. Like the Hada. I don't know. Looks yeah, like Cantor Bryan had no good role models. <laughs> uh, maybe the Via Lobos. Yeah. Yeah, it's way better. Yeah. Oh, well. Mm. Yeah, let's move on. Yeah. yeah. Going to uh, El Hambre. Alright, one masted ship, five points, two cargo space, S plus S, four S cannon. Uh, when this ship carries no cargo, she gets plus S to her base move. And... Yeah, basic empty gold runner, I think. Yeah, like basic empty gold runner. Seen. Yeah, kind of like the Whisper and some other ones we've seen. Similar yeah, kind of reminds of like uh, the Sleep Near for the Vikings, but. Yeah. Just by the dint of being Spanish, this is leagues better. Also, that five-point cost. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Still not a good ship, though. Nah. Yeah. Uh, next one, uh, the Spanish crew, Rolando. 
four-point Spanish crew. Same ability as Rothschild, so... Well, actually, uh, it's a little bit different than the wording. Because uh, uh, Rothschild says, um, take as much treasure, unique treasure, up from the other ship as... Yeah. Take as much unique treasure from the other ship as she can carry. This and, one does, too. Yeah, they're oh, the same. Yeah, it's the same ability. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, same stuff applies. I mean, Spanish have... I guess better ships to use Timon than the English. I'm thinking either the version of the San Cristobal would be really quick and able to catch enemy ships carrying those treasures you want. Um, La Monarca. Yep. Yeah, that's a good one yeah, too. Yeah, that's scooter um, ability. And yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. Wolf wrote a review of Rolando that I'd encourage people to check out if they uh, if they want to learn more about this ability. It's a good review. <clears throat> kind of opens the yeah. good a bit. So I still think it's too expensive, but oh well. Yeah. Although, because we've already kind of talked about this ability, uh, yeah. why don't you also take the next one? Yeah, Duque Alfonso de Castilla is a Spanish crew five points, much better. This guy's got captain, and once per turn when this ship hits an enemy ship, also eliminate one crew from that ship. So car- uh, crew elimination, which is a two-point ability. Um, this is basically the Spanish version of uh, Thomas Gunn the Younger from Spanish Maine. It's a very good, uh, simple ability combo for a gunship. Um, I'm thinking El Rosal, even just from this set, would be a good ship uh, to put him on, or La Tartesos, or La Ebro, oh, yeah. um, keeping in the same mm-hmm. set. And, uh, yeah, just a very and maybe El Alma? Yeah, that's a solid one, too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's a Beyond. good crew to put on any Spanish gunship, really. Just a basic, good named crew, named captain. Yeah, Beyond Frozen North, I would consider Asesino de la Nave. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah, because then you could knock out two crew on your first hit and then one for each yeah. hit after. Yeah. Or uh, knock out a crew and then kill all the gold. Yeah, that. Yeah, it, yeah it's just got a lot of possibilities. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah ex- like an exceptionally powerful crew, which is not all that common in this set. But anyway, um, after that comes La Delacroix, or La Delacroix. I'm not even going to try. Um, I think this you had is another a, I ship. The way you do the first time, the Delacroix. Yeah, it's probably Delacroix. This is another ship with a really strange picture where they've punched out every oh, single streamer and put yeah. one on each mast. It looks That's so beautiful. Part of me is bothered by that because you know there's not a slot for each mast, but I do like how it looks. Yeah, it looks beautiful. I think. They should I be pointing it the other way because that's I the way too. the wind would blow, but yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, that's artistic nitpicking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As for what La Delacroix is, you've got a five master for 17 points, French, because that's where we are now. The guns are 3S, 2L, 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 3S, 3 cargo, SS move, and reverse captain is its ability. I think this is... Uh, this is like not very good. I think it's pretty it's, good. It, uh, I think it's too expensive and has too small of a hold to do. It's expensive and it has a small hold, so you want to do something crazy with it, but you can't really. Yeah. It's yeah, just so. sort of it's it's vanilla. I don't think. Yeah, it, a lot of the really French good. ships you could describe as vanilla. Yeah, I think it's really no. pretty, and I think it, the possibilities are good. I've used this one really effectively, um, including in Command the Oceans. Um, it's a good spot for French crew um, that have multiple abilities to take, a, or not take advantage of, but to partially make up for the cargo space. Like, they've got um, first version of uh, St. Croix, or whoever, he's got SAT and plus one against English, and then 
could combine him with Jordan Dumas, who's captain and re-roll, and then you could put Helmsman Orsman on. So you got a pretty effective gunship. You could also do, um, I think I've done this once, I think, um, Smokebot Specialist, of course, with Reverse Captain, and then just combo the crew to get extra actions. Then you could shoot, and then, yeah, I mean, the possibilities are pretty solid with this ship. I know it's not amazing compared to some of the other ones, like Solio Royal or Superb, but I think it's pretty good, a little bit underrated, and really pretty ship, too. So this is actually one of my favorite French Master, I would say. It's a good flagship. Yeah, I wish I had this one. Uh, it's one of the few French Five Master ships that we don't have in our collection. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. All right. All right. After, wait. Um, I started that one, so I guess it's your turn now, Billy. Yeah. Check out that picture. Uh, <laughs> oh, sake, people, come on! Come on! <laughs> Okay, we're freaking out because of the uh, picture here in the gallery, the bow jib mast is put in backwards. On Le Bourbon, so, the four-masted French. The, Le Bourbon. So, okay, after seeing that, I'm going to need me some bourbon, man. Come on. Yeah. Like, hey, oh, and there's no stream. What bourbon did you have when you one? built this? There's no right, stream uh, on this one, and it does have a flag, unlike any of the English ships. Yeah. All right, uh, on to the ship itself, uh, artistic nitpicking aside. Uh, 11 points for cargo space, space move L, 3S, 4L, 4L, 3S, uh, four-masted ship, uh, and uh, the very handy uh, re-roll ability. So it's... Eh. Uh, the re-roll, you can use that for a myriad of... Things, uh, a cannon, a boarding action, EA, same action twice, roll. Yeah. Um, AA. Yeah. yeah uh, the fleet admiral ability, you gotta roll a six to get two actions. Um, I feel like nice it's. Little, uh, yeah, hmm? I feel like it's mediocre except for re roll. Like it's, I don't know. The re roll is yeah, the thing that makes, the makes it good. Out. Yeah. Uh, but even yeah. then, I think I would choose La Geograph over this because La Geograph has the yeah. same ability. Yeah. It's literally uh, the same ship, but faster for yeah. like one yeah. point more. Yeah, he's yeah. You've written reviews on them, so you know. About yes, it yeah. I wrote a review on Le Bourbon. Um, I think it's better than the stats might make it look. It looks like a five or a six out of ten. I think it's like a seven out of ten ship, just barely, um, because you can kind of use it as a main gunship if you throw some crew on it. If you want like a cheaper option, but it yeah. is it is heavily limited in its capabilities by the fact that it does have a pair of four L guns. Well, you, uh, it doesn't have a great base move. Well, I'm just thinking like generics only captain helmsman and a cannoneer. Yeah, yeah. and the cannoneer paired with the reroll. Uh, that's for those main two cannons when you don't roll the five or six. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, the next one is Mary Antoinette. Uh, this is a French four-masted schooner. It's got four cargo, SS move. All four cannons are three S, and then it's got S boarding. So a lot of S's here. Points. Yeah. Oh, what did I say? Someone else? Uh, no, I, I'm not even sure you said the point. Oh, okay. yeah, sorry. Yeah, 14. Um, 14. Yeah, it's got S board. This one just doesn't really do it for me. It just, yeah. nothing really stands out enough. So, oh well. It's pretty vanilla. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Unlike the photo of it, which features another misplaced yes. mast. 
<laughs> Why? Uh, and no flag on this one. Yeah. This is ridiculous. Uh, yeah, Marie Antoinette, it's a this is a really boring ship, especially considering yeah. the French have how many S board crew? Three or four. Yeah. I, I wanna say it's more than that. Okay. I, I know they got by itself, or do you want to talk about captains with S board? Uh, any number, like it, any combination of S board, I think the I French think it's somewhere around six five. or seven. Yeah, they have an absurd number of S board. Uh, there's the two um, S board captains from Fire and Steel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's at least uh, two sources of it on the crew from Barbary Coast. <laughs> uh, one of the cardboard guys has it, and one of the uh, regular release guys has it. I think someone from Mysterious Islands has it yeah. for them. Yeah, so basically the problem yeah, is the French have so much availability of this uh, of this ability that there's crew. no real Yeah, I know that there's if you want it, there's no reason to go out of your way to get it on a ship. Yeah. yeah. And beyond that, the stats are really nothing special for a foremaster. Yeah. Alright, moving on, La Valois. Uh, how does this remind me of uh, Jacques Duc de Valois or something? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. It is, uh, Jacques Duc de Valois. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. That's that's I, that's probably just a coincidence. Yeah, uh, the, this... uh, and the gallery here doesn't have the flavor text for this thing listed. So yeah, if anybody has a copy of this, um, it would be worth. Wait, uh, sometimes if you hit edit, you can see if it's written in. Um, but no. No, it's not. Has, uh, yeah, it's not miniature trading, not displaying it. Nobody's actually put it in for this ship yet. Yeah. I'd be curious if there's a link. Not literally a link. Oh, like, yeah, I want to know if they're canonically connected. Yeah. Anyway, Lavawa is a 12.3 master. All of its guns are 3L. Its cargo space is 2. Move is ba- base move is L. And its ability is broadsides attack, which is not quite right on this ship. Yeah. This is probably something that would be kind of exciting for a new player to pull out of the pack. Yeah. But for people like us, this is like, bleh. Yeah. The old veterans. Yeah, just, yeah. yeah, just Captain Helmsman, maybe Oarsman, but pretty basic, just the gunship. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, the next one's even more boring. Oh, well. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, the Valois <laughs> is easy to lose in your collection. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I did there? Yeah, Bill, are you there in the next one, or I could do it? Oh, oops, my bad. Okay, I got it. Lost him. All right, um, La Toulouse. Ah, uh, I get it now. You got it. Toulouse. Yeah. yeah. All right, uh, three point um, square rig as opposed to jib set. Uh, Ten points, three cargo spaces, base move of L, 3S, 3L, 3S. And it's got that, um, like, leech cannon ability. Uh, if this ship shoots another ship that is previously shot out by another ship this turn, she gets plus one to her cannons against that ship this turn. Breathe. Come up for air. <laughs> it's like, back under the water. Hide. Yeah, uh, it's, that ability, I, have I, I, don't, I don't know if I've mentioned it yet, but it's either hit or miss. Um... Uh, by another ship that was previously shot at, um, you could like use something that's got terrible guns to shoot at a ship, uh, and then this thing can come in and get the plus one cannon bonus. Uh, 
it's situational um, ability. Uh, ten points at three cargo spaces. You, um, you're much better off just putting a captain, a helmsman, and maybe some kind of equipment and or specialist on here. Because uh, it's not really quick enough to do uh, gold running. And it's not a particularly brilliant gunship. Uh, so it's just kind of meh. It's pack filler. Yep. You could run it with all those jade ships that have this ability, yeah. like in a big pack. But even then, yeah, it's, not even like... then, it's still forgettable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The next uh, one is like the next one. Yeah, the next one is yeah. much better. Uh, La Lyon, the French ship, three master, uh, eleven points, three cargo, SS move. Cannons are two S, two L, two S, but they're basically rank one because it's got world hater, gets plus one to cannon rolls against any French ship. So, um, this one's basic, but just really effective firepower. So, um, Captain Helmsman, maybe, I'm thinking maybe Firepot Specialist or any equipment. Um, you'll be sailing around SSS, um, with 1S, 1L, 1S cannon. So, one of the best pure firepower deals in the French Navy. So, and a really good looking ship too, I think. Yeah. It's a really good, really simple gunship. This is... I would say this is probably up there with the likes of HMS Nautilus in that category. Uh, while it's a little bit slower and more expensive, it does have uh, better guns. Yep. It's got bang up firepower. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, as although you said, if I was generic gonna, Yeah, generics. Uh, although since I have had my fair share of fire equipments backfire on me, uh, I might be more inclined to use a double shot. Just uh, shoot twice, extra mm. damage. Yeah, it could be a good option. Um, have we completed our talk of uh, La Lyon? Yeah, I, think so. I believe so. Yeah. Okay, onward to Le Breton, which is another icebreaker. This is France's. This one is 14 points. You get four cargo, L move, 3L, 3L, 3S, and then crew of any nationality. Uh my feelings as a whole about icebreakers is that they're not actually all that great in ability. They're kind of cool thematically, but they're not super necessary because icebergs aren't that good. So once you look past that, even though this has better stats and a good ability compared to most of the rest of the icebreakers, you've still got a three-masted ship with not exemplary stats. Cargo space is good. The armament is, I guess, above average. A hair above average, I'd say. Yeah, okay, just the L's. Yeah, and you do have a good flexible ability, but you really don't have any true strengths worth augmenting on this ship, and she's a little expensive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she's not terrible as icebreakers go. Um, got a complicated hull and sail design. Kind of interesting artwork, but... Yeah, um, good looking ship. Yeah. yeah, there's some interesting possibilities with the ability, but better on... Yeah. Uh, Big ships. Yeah. So, yep. Yeah. Um, and when we, it's funny because when you say it's nothing, it's like it's nothing special as icebreakers go, which means in the grand scheme of things, with icebreakers being not that good, it's not that good a ship. Yeah. As much as I wish it were. Yeah. Obago is better than this. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Cool. All right. Okay. You want to La Dijon. Right, we got mustard. Uh, the talk third. about this ship. Ugh, I hate mustard. <laughs> Ugh, I can't stand it. Not even Dijon right. mustard. No, especially not Dijon mustard. That's uh, pungent <laughs> stuff. 
right, uh, the first uh, two master of the 40 uh, venture in the set. Uh, eight points for cargo space. S plus L movement, that's very nice. Uh, 3S, 4S cannons. And uh, island treasure trading, which is uh, after looking at a treasure on a wild island, you may trade any one treasure from that island or a random treasure on any other wild island. This ship must load the traded treasure. This is a pretty good gold runner uh, for the French, uh, just within this set. And uh, even going beyond this set, this isn't a bad gold runner. Uh, Mm -hmm. Espacel base move is really nice uh, to get out to the islands quickly. Uh, The uh, treasure trading ability to get rid of uh, potentially bad UTs, send them to some poor unsuspecting sod who's about to dock at an island. Yeah. I agree. Uh, so yeah, I agree. Yeah. This is this is strategically yeah. probably a pretty good one in small games too. Absolutely, uh, yeah, that's a good point. Not among the most cost-effective, you'd probably choose Le Solitaire and um, and Line Trapede first. Le Solitaire. <laughs> wait, 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 no. Four? Wait, am I thinking the right ship? Uh, to my knowledge, the solitaire is the one-masted cheerleader Wait, that's seventeen Le points. Peak. Le Peak, Le Peak, yeah, yeah, there you go. Or, or Le Bon huh. Yeah, basically a, a swarm of small, empty gold runners that are fast. Um, yes, this would work very well with them. Yeah, yeah. I believe I uh, tried to use this one for the uh, Frozen North Anniversary game, but I think I even got hit with Runes of Death. Or Odin's Revenge, and my ship in it got sunk like before it was my turn again, and huh. it was bad too because I had like fourteen coins worth of gold on this. So it was like, oh, uh, darn it! Oh, there goes my chances that. of winning. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For me, oh, oh well. The next one, uh, La Beloy. I don't know if it's Belois. I Belois. think. Okay, cool. Uh, French two mass blockade runner, nine points, three cargo, L move. Both cannons are 2S, uh, plus one to boarding rolls. Um, it's mostly mediocre, but, I mean, the cargo and guns and ability are all solid. So, I mean, as two massive gunships go, this one's decent, but I wouldn't want to spend the 14 points on it to optimize it, though. It's still kind of yeah. great. Yeah. It's kind of something you'd use out of desperation in a big game. Exactly. Yeah. I think I've done that. <laughs> Yeah, a few times I've had this used against me uh, in our campaigns. Uh, when I've been uh, against the French, the French player, I think for the winter economy, used this to uh, try and take islands that the English had uh, upgraded. Because uh, it was just big enough with the plus one to boarding rolls that uh, it could uh, win boards against them and therefore take islands from away from the English. Uh, otherwise, yeah, uh, niche use... Mm, Captain Helmsman, and that's it. If that you want to use it at all, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I guess we'll jump to Marianne next, which is another not awesome ship. Um, I mean, you could probably make an argument for it, but uh, Marianne is a one master. It's got a two L gun. And it'll cost you four points to get it. With it, you get two cargo space and an L base move. Once per turn, this ship may look at one face down cargo on any ship. This seems to me like a really cheap support gunship, but it's not as cheap as the French go because Le Cour de Lyon is even cheaper than this. 
And I'm not sure that this, uh, I guess, mild support ability justifies that cost. Yeah. I think it's an okay ship, just by how cheap it is. I mean, two cargo for four points and a two L cannon, not bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. For the yeah, it's a solid package. Um, the core is better. Core is kind of OP in general. I think. Um, yeah. I think this ship two is points. decent. Yeah, this ship is decent. Like staying at your home island um, with a navigator or in a big game, just as like a spire. Uh, maybe an empty gold runner. Um, I think she's decent though. The core overshadows her, but she's still. A decent option. Yeah, not bad. Yeah, it's fair. It's a solid. Yeah, it's a solid ship. A lot of one masters mm-hmm. are just really bad. So the ones that are super yeah, they're either really least. bad or pretty good. Yeah, yeah. This one is very cheap, so you could actually use her hopefully uh, mm-hmm. every once in a while. So. All right, crew time. All right, moving on to the crew. Uh, first up here, we've got Leander Arnold or Arnold. Arnold, I think. Yeah, maybe he's related to the uh, related to the guy from uh, what is it? Oh. Rise of the Fiends. Yeah, Jules. Arnold. Yeah, Jules. He's oh, gotta good. be interesting. Yeah. All right, so uh, he's five points. Uh, if this ship wins a boarding party, she may take as much treasure from the other ship as she can carry. Uh, you use it with an S boarder. Yeah, you could use it with an S board. Um. Let's see, what was the ship here that did S-boarding? Uh, use it with Marie yeah. Antoinette, maybe, if you don't maybe. have any of the other S-boarding French crew. Or any better ships. Yeah, that too. Uh, but, you know, with uh, abilities that say take as much treasure from the other ship as you can carry means I would try to optimize that as much as possible to like find like the biggest ship or the ship with the most cargo and try to optimize it uh, there. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know if that's worth five points. Yeah. I've always thought that that's worth, like, no more than three. Yeah. But that's my complaint with the cost of the ability as a whole and not this one crew. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, um, Amaral Louis Cartier is a French crew, seven points. Um, this one is pretty good. Plus one to boarding rolls, and then EA. So on a five or six, you get an extra action. One of the best abilities in the game. Um, oh, so yeah, yeah. It's, it's appropriately costed. This is one of the better French named crew. Um, you definitely want them on a big capital ship, um, like the De La Croix or um, pretty much any of their good five masters. They've got a bunch of good ones. Um, or maybe like course or uh, for cool, um, but yeah, it's a very good name crew for the French. I would pair him with a re-roller, hopefully. And um, speaking of S-board, maybe an S-boarder on this ship he gets plus one, so a very good yeah. crew overall. A lot of good options. This might go with one of the uh, the the saber French switchblade. Oh yes, I think that. Yeah. Also, um, this crew is perfect for La Geographe if you put a captain and helmsman and him aboard yeah that's not a bad uh, combination necessarily um after i mean i guess we've kind of covered that yeah so after that comes yeah. the uss atlanta we're getting into the american ships now the artwork on the ship is really neat i think oh yeah um this is a cool one yeah, the USS Atlanta, uh, this is a 13.5 master. 
Now, the Americans have already got one of those in Roanoke, so I'm going to be comparing her to Roanoke, which is one of my favorite ships. Mm. Go read my review. I've only got two comments on it. I spent a lot of time <laughs> on that. Please. <laughs> anyway. Shameless plug. <laughs> yes, quite shameless plug. In uh, USS Atlanta, I think I may need to give some more attention to, because reading this, this is a pretty neat ship. I wonder why yeah. I don't have it yet. So, I like think I because said, Frozen North is hard to get. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, like South yeah, yeah, no, there's a bunch of American ships from this that I still need to get. I like playing as the Americans. Anyway, USS Atlanta has five three L guns for cargo space, L move, and the ability is you may double the range of this ship's cannons each turn, but you must roll a six to hit. So this is kind of like an alt version of what is it? La Neptuno? Yep. L Neptuno. Yeah, yeah, El Neptuno. So the base gun ranks are better than Neptuno, but the cargo space is inferior. I'm not sure about along the... with the base move and point cost. Yeah, the El Neptuno yeah. is a point cheaper and has an S plus S uh, starting base move with five cargo. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so Atlanta's kind of comparable, but is lacking in some areas. It's yeah. yeah. I think that comes down I to think... crew combinations, really. Yeah. I would say yeah. Neptuno is a better, like, purpose-built sniper, or almost like a hybrid, arguably. Atlanta's just a better pure gunship, because you still have pretty good accuracy at closer range. So, yeah, that's the main I comparison. agree. I, I think, as a whole, this ability's kind of gimmicky. Yeah. I think it's... Uh, we like to imagine it being better than it is, but it, yeah, yeah. in my exactly. experience... My limited experience says this is not actually all that good. It's just kind of a fun little thing to do on occasion. Um, And once you look past that, it's still an okay deal for uh, a five-masted ship. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head with the ability summary. Yep. Although um, recently didn't I hear from one of you that um, for that uh, sniping ability – there's sometimes a difference between, you know, an unmodified six oh, no, that's versus just a, a six. No, that's in nope, the pirate code. Six. Yeah, no. Yeah, so, yeah, you can so always use You can stack up some cannon yeah. bonuses. Yep. Yes, you, could, you can. You uh, can get pretty far range with this. Yeah, um, although because this, uh, because the Americans don't really have access to international crew, um, via the use of any crew abilities, only certain ships can take international crew. This is not as cheesable as El Neptuno. Yeah. Um, so well, the Spanish don't have uh, an international crew crew either. Nah, they got they, Roberto Santana, though, which is usually... Yeah. Okay, that's true. They got Roberto Santana. And they've also got... Um, they do have one Black Mark crew, which is yep. important. Inquisitor. Oh, yeah, but Inquisitor. That yeah. One inquisitive guy. Yeah. Um, which allows access to cursed crew, but I, I that's not worth it. Yeah, for the most part, it's not. Um, but anyway, USS Atlanta, neat ship as a whole. Yeah, it's a nice little capital ship for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, moving on now to the uh, USS Albany. Wait, is uh, it the Albany already? Oh, it is. Yes, yeah, the Albany is the uh, next one up. Yeah, I, uh, we I got a the Jackson. Yeah, we got a uh, four-masted ship, uh, fifteen points, five cargo space. That's pretty nice, especially for the Americans. Uh, base move of L. That's uh, okay. Uh, rank two S cannons across the board. And uh, the, if this ship wins a boarding party, she may take as much treasure from the other ship as she can carry. Ooh, 
Ben, I think you wrote a review about this. Yep. Yeah. About the Albany on all the fun things you can do with it. Yeah. And whatnot and so forth. Yeah, there's a lot of good combos. Um, Commodore Peregrine Stern is one of my favorites from Savage Shores. He's nine points, but you get Captain plus one to boarding and EA extra action. Oh, yeah. That um, plus one to boarding comes in with the uh, ability yeah, exactly. here. That's nice. Okay. So it pairs, and then you get extra actions. Then you do Helmsman Oarsman. Um, Oarsman protects the two vital crew, and then you get LS doubled um, with the EA. You can do Wayne Nolan um, uh, for free, essentially, who links. And then you still have three cards space, so you got reroll for either the EA or the boarding party. Um, so it comes to a decent amount of points, but you got a shimmering LSLS sometimes with good, great cannons, three cargo, take as much treasure as you want, um, good multi-purpose ship. Um, you could go basic too, Captain Helmsman, maybe even Commander Albert Crenshaw, make all the two cannons oh, as well. Yeah. Um, range. yeah, he's good on the Enterprise, but this is actually a decent ship for him. Those crew don't see a lot of usage. They turn all the ship's cannons out range, but if a cannon, if a ship's got like four or five 2S cannons, you know, make them all 2L, that could be worth the yeah. points. It's mm -hmm. rarely worth it, but it's a the Albany's a ship where, you know, Crenshaw could actually be used on. So, yeah, the Albany's yeah. one of my favorite American ships. I think she's a little underrated, but... It's quite good. The, it's pretty powerful. The USS Egan from Mysterious Islands is rather similar, isn't it? Yeah. But with a different ability? Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's uh, got the um, sub-hunting sub ability. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so it's worse ability. One less cargo space, and the middle cannons are L-rank. Well, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So a purpose-built sub-hunter, but Albany's much better as a hybrid, I guess. Yeah, but... Or frankly, just a straight the, uh, gunship. Yeah. Well, also, if you want... About it. If you want to build a sub hunter anyway, you could just put Kodiak on the Albany, I think, or yeah. whoever yeah. it is. Shinji. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as a whole, yeah, a good ship. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, the next one is almost the same as the Mary Antoinette. USS Jackson, 14 points for cargo, SS. <laughs> First three cannons are 3S, the back one is 3L, then it's got S boards. So, other than the 3L at the stern, same as Mary Antoinette, French schooner. Uh, same thing, really, just kind of meh. I don't really like this ship too much, but... I do have one very special thing to say about this ship. Mm -hmm. The rear mast is in the correct place in the photo. Oh, good point. <laughs> <laughs> yes! They built it right! Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I wonder if there's anything interesting you can do with that. I mean, maybe Peregrine Stern would be worthwhile, but... I don't think any of the other crew that the Americans have are all that good for it. Yeah. I mean, and I guess the Americans, the, as opposed the to the Marion, oh yeah, you've got the cargo master happening. But, uh, even, but the, yeah. the Americans, at least, uh, as opposed to the French, don't have a plethora of other S-board crew. So at least this could be slightly more usable to them, like in Faction Pure games. That's a good point. Yeah, what the Americans have plenty of is um, uh, the ship's crew cannot be eliminated unless they sink. Like three or four of them. Yeah. Grief. Yeah. So in in some ways, then, in addition to the one three L gun, the USS Jackson is probably better as a whole, despite being almost identical. Yeah. Yeah. This is one of those cases where crew selection is probably the deciding factor. Yeah. Um, let's see. Speaking of turn? identical. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Then you were talking. Yeah, you were saying something about almost identical. Well, the U.S. This is, is a Cleveland. copy and paste of the Valois from above from the French. Yeah, and in case you don't remember what the Valois stats were, it's a twelve point three master two cargo space L move. All three L guns, broadsides attack. We agreed that this is kind of bleh. Yep. Probably fun for new players. Um, since that's a copy paste, does anybody object to me just doing USS Sue instead? Nope. Okay. USS Sue then is another three master. Looks kind of shadowy in the picture, if I do say. It's 11 points. It's three mass, I already said. 2S, 3S, 3S guns. Two cargo, L move, and world hater. So, okay deal on a mid-sized support gunship, but it's not well endowed with move speed or cargo, and I think there's better from other nations within this set. Yeah, the Lyon. Yeah, yeah. Lyon is better. Yeah, yeah Lyon's yeah. better. Uh, did you say 2S for the gun? Because I'm looking at the database, oh, yeah, 2L. it's 2L. Mm. My bad. I was yeah, getting ahead of myself, I think. It's a good gunship overall, just pure firepower. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Um, uh, it's on next, then. Yeah. USS uh, okay. Cheyenne is the American icebreaker. So, three master, 15 points, three cargo, SS move, cannons are 3L, 3L, 3S, and that's got S Explorer. So, you can explore islands with an S without docking. Um, Man, this one's weird. I think it's the most expensive icebreaker. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's got some good qualities, but scouting just isn't that great. And for you know less points, you can get Franklin. I don't know. It's just not that good. It's okay. I mean, this is this one reminds me a lot of of uh, Gale Force Nine. Yeah. Because icebreaker gives it the ability to ignore terrain. Um, This is the same point cost. The armament is similar, but not as good because it's one mass smaller. The cargo space is not as good. The base move is not as good. Um, ooh, yeah, now that I look at it, this is kind of just like a worse version of Gale Force 9 in almost every way. You could make the argument that the cargo master helps salvage it a little bit, but I'm not so sure. It's the fastest icebreaker up to this point. Uh, with a base move of S plus S. But that doesn't do it much good. Yeah. Yeah, but it's better than L. Yeah, well, I mean, I could come up with some kind of really stupid metaphor on. I'm going to give up. <laughs> the USS Cheyenne yeah. is not a very good ship. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, no icebreaker is decent. We're good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The next one is worse. Uh. <gasps> oh, yeah. Even though it's not, not superior. So, oh well. It's inferior. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, um, because we got a little bit out of order, uh, why don't you take this one, Billy? Okay. Uh, USS Superior. Uh, two masts, uh, blockade runner. We're getting down the line here for the Americans. Uh, ten points, base move L, 3S, 3S, one cargo space. Mm-hmm. And uh, this ship eliminates two masts with one hit. Oh, I wish that ability was on a different ship. I mean, that offensive ability is one of the best offensive abilities in the game, but is completely wasted on a ship that cannot move faster than L. Yep. I mean, 
and even with, with the argument that you know cargo masters out of space uh, um it's like no it, it's points. not worth it yeah. yeah too many points wasted um uh i suppose if you had to use this uh you could use uh montana maze from ocean's edge who links to all american ships you get same action twice and you're one other crewman you can't be eliminated and you've got room for a captain uh, even Within then, he's got ex- twenty points on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah let's move on. Not really it's worth terrible. It. Yeah, I would it's like to advocate. I would like to advocate for it a little bit, in that I'm not sure the Americans even have anything cheaper that you can call a gunship. Yeah, they the do. Ship. Montezuma. You, that's a good. The one. next ship is that's cheaper and better. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. the next ship is well, cheaper maybe, and better. Wait. Um, something I've just noticed. Um, this is the second ship in this set that has a Captain Griffin. Okay, yeah. huh? Two yeah. Griffins. Yeah, yeah. Yay. That's, that makes which him one even is more the mysterious. real Griffin? Yeah, he's got the mask, so he's his flavor text describes him as mysterious. Now this is even more like intrigued his story in a way. Not that yeah, his flavor want. text is interesting from uh, beginning in Ocean's Edge. Yeah, yeah. Him, had him here for the uh, in the the English Griffin. And then his yeah. two flavor texts in Rise of the Fiends. Very intriguing. Anyway, um, I would, I would probably use this. You would need a cargo master in place somewhere else. I would do. It is a support gunship. Period. I would do captain and probably cannoneer, not another, uh, not a musketeer. Yeah, no, I, I would do Captain Cannoneer, and then Wayne Nolan, maybe if you're wanting to get the most out of it. Yeah, I wouldn't use him. Yeah, yeah I would yeah, use Montezuma instead. Yeah, or the. Maryland. I'd use the next ship. Yeah, I'd use the next ship up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would too. Now that I've read this. Yeah. Did oh I gosh, it? yes, I would. I like this. Yeah. Who's up now? Um, oh wait, this is I think me. Uh, we were swapping the order that time because we got a little jumble. But it'll be you next, Ben. Cool. Yep. All right. Um, the USS Maryland is a two uh, is a two masted blockade runner. Again, this one's eight points. You get a two S and a two L gun. Oh, you get better. two cargo space and a two S move. And on the sh- the ability is on the turn this ship is pinned, eliminate one crew and one mast from the ram ship. I am a huge fan of this ability. Um, the base move is okay. The cost is competitive. The armament's great. This is a really good support ship. Yeah, yeah, one of those perfect little mosquito ships, as they're called. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's just perfect. an annoying little pest that's difficult to get rid of. Yep. Um, to anybody who didn't listen to the Mysterious Islands review, I have used this type of ability to override defensive abilities like the ones that prevent you from... Uh, doing damage on the first hit a ship takes when it has all its masts. Um, if you've got an opponent using something like El Corazado with Joaquin Vega, where it'll take three hits to knock down the first mast, sail this into it, override that, and knock down a mast straight away. Mm-hmm. These are really nasty little ships. Uh, almost all the ones that have this ability are really good. Rarely do they have good guns, too, like this. Yeah, this one's wicked good, yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. the best of all of them, arguably. Yeah. You're probably right. Possibly. Um, next one, USS Vermont, another American two-master. This one's uh, oh. square-rigged. 
Um, My eyes. <laughs> Look at that artwork. Oh, Holy yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's like bright. Yeah. Um, red, white, blue, right. Um, this one's like a rising sun on nine, psychedelic, man. Nine points for cargo. I'll move. Cannons are 3L3S. And then crew of any nationality may use their abilities on the ship. Um, this one, I think, is slightly underrated. I would kind of maybe, not really a hybrid, but I guess Captain Helmsman. And then maybe the option of using um, like a firepower specialist or exploding shot or cannoneer. So I don't think it's too good, but the cargo makes it, gives you some options. Yeah, this one, it's only really good trait is the cargo space. And while the crew of, nation, of any nationality ability does add a lot of flexibility, hmm. this doesn't really have all that much in the way of really good abilities to yeah. augment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure that there's something cool that can be done. I just can't think of it. Yeah, I don't know. All right, let's move on. Right. Take pretty pictures. All right, yeah. um, and I guess we'll hop back in order. I'll do the Seminole, and and mm-hmm. cool. uh, and I guess I'll. I'm, I apologize for sticking you with Beaver Brown. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> well, well, I mean, you could be the first one to uh, talk smack about him. <laughs> anyway, uh, but that means I get to be the one to talk smack about the USS Seminole because I don't get a good thing to talk about either. Uh, the Seminole is a one-masted ship. It costs 13 points. I think you can see where this is going. Um, it has one cargo space, L-move, a 5S gun, and the cheerleader ability. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, much else. Cheaper than Hannah, but half the speed. So, yeah, and yeah. Hannah, we at least said, is a good option for a flotilla tug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This isn't. Yep. Yeah, this one's pretty poor. Oh, well. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Right. Flavor text makes it have to be something else. <laughs> yeah, it's like this a plucky little vessel has defeated ships four times her size, and the very sight of her inspires other crews to great deeds. I don't think so. I know. Maybe if it had like long ship and two well cannon, maybe, but no. Yeah. The opposite. Oh, that would be a really cool ship if it were. <laughs> I would like. I would have a soft spot for that, but this is yeah. good. <laughs> All right, on to Beaver. Yeah, all right. Beaver Brown. Um, first American crew, uh, three points. And plus one to cannon rolls against Viking ships. <laughs> uh, he, his expression, he looks about as unenthused about getting plus one to cannon rolls against Vikings as I do. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, come on, man. Yeah. He's Why? the face of the people who open the pack and find him in it. Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. a mirror. Yeah, <laughs> it's like oh no, yeah. like, I'm stuck with this. Uh, <laughs> maybe one point at most. Uh, All right, yeah. <laughs> next yeah. one. Or it's like I'm a, a crew for those garbage fleets. Yeah, no yeah. one uses the Vikings. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah. yeah, although in a garbage fleet, they might use the Vikings against you in a way. Maybe. Um, yeah, uh, Doctor Clark Lewis. Um, like Lewis and Clark is next. Uh, That's points. funny. I never made that connection. Yeah, I didn't until like last year. Um, this guy's four points. He's just like Roth or um, no, he's not. Sorry. Um, he's yeah, just like he he's is. in the Far Seeker. Um, ignores terrain. Yeah, yeah. And then he's got S Explorer. So uh, we already uh, yeah we already talked about that. Yeah. You yeah. can skip that. Yeah. Why don't you start Runes of Power? Yeah. Then? All right, on to the yeah. UTs. Unique treasures. Runes. runes of Power. There's no American crew in this set. Damn. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's no good ones. No. No, it's like there are literally only two, and neither of them are all that good. Yeah. Um, Runes we have to on the same card, too. There are two for Kruper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, the UTs, um, I don't really like most of the runes. A couple are crazy good, but they're not very, I don't know, they're pretty underwhelming. But runes of power is loaded face down, just like most of the other runes. Um, you can reveal at the start of your turn. When revealed, none of the ship's abilities or crew abilities can be used this turn, which is really bad. The ship can be t given two shoot actions this turn. Turrets cannot use, or the shoot action you cannot use, I don't know, abilities against it, something like that. Um... I'd, it's not good, though, because it cancels the ship and crew abilities, so it totally, ah, I mean, I guess it limits it, but, and it takes up a cargo space, which is going to be hard to come by on a gunship, so this is not very good. So, maybe we're yeah, yeah. This is, like, designed for, like, when it's your turn, and you've been shot at, and now you get to shoot back. Yeah. And you've been decimated by, I don't know, some kind of canceller and or crew eliminator or you just don't have any other good options yeah yeah it's just kind of a lame ut yep yeah yeah it, it you're not gonna find it on a gunship so you're gonna have to go out of your way to use it mm -hmm. yeah yeah all right um runes of speed is next load this treasure face down you may reveal it at the start of your turn when revealed none of this ship's abilities or crew can be used this turn we're going this way again i see the ship can be given two move actions this turn. Okay, I should have shortened that by saying it's runes of power, but for move actions instead of shoot actions. And I, uh, this could be okay. On yeah, this is a decent, more decent one. It, it's not that good though because it gets loaded face down. Yeah, I would reveal yeah, it. You take yeah, space. I'd reveal it like right after when I'm starting to go home, and then yeah. Use it on <clears throat> Use it on, like, yeah. the Beilu when you don't have any crew aboard or something. Yeah, I, like I the think you're right. Strike, cause this popped up a couple <coughs> times in the tournament, too. Um, yeah. We did Runes of Speed and the uh, Screw Engine. Yeah, what I would do is, like, even if you ran across this with, like, a, uh, a ship with only three cargo, you could... <clears throat> now, correct me if I'm wrong. Could you load this, activate it at the start of your next turn... A wild dog to use the free action to explore again and take the last gold and then roll away. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> hmm. Anyway. Wolf. Question for the world. Rules thread. <laughs> Quest. Question for the wolf. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. And then uh, it removes itself from the game after you're done. Mm hmm. Oh, the last part of it, uh, where it removes itself from the game. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right, runes of defense. It's another one. Load this treasure face down. I think all of them have this. Almost. Yeah, these are really generic. Yeah. yeah you may choose to reveal it when one of the ship's masts is eliminated. When revealed, repair the mast and then move this ship. Uh, I, think I, think there. I think it's S. I think we're assuming S because nothing really moves L in this game. Yeah. <laughs> like these. Uh, and then move the ship S in any direction. Uh, then remove runes of defense from the game. It's, uh, it's like a slightly upgraded. Yeah, it's like a slightly upgraded cross of Coronado from Revolution, which is almost the same. Yeah. So. No, this is a very situational. Um, since it's loaded face down, you could, I guess, give it to a gunship. Mm -hmm. yeah. But I don't know why you'd want to do that. Yeah. You could. Uh, you could put it on 
um, a ship that ignores the first hit, and then when your opponent thinks they've finally gotten and passed it, you flip this, and then you get the mass back up. Then you have all your mass mm. again. So, yeah. <laughs> yep. Put it on Helicor's auto. Oh, God. Quickly. That'd be fun. Mm. Well, dude, well, depending upon how you set that up, I don't know if there would be cargo space on board from the yeah. Helicor's auto for yeah, this. Yeah, that's settings. true. Yeah, that, that might be something doable in only a smaller game. Yeah. But even then, using Helicor's auto in a smaller game, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Unless you're going like a 40-point death match. Yeah, yeah but but how do you get a Union treasure in a death match? Yeah, I don't really hear about people playing death oh, matches much anymore. I think it was more popular back a while ago. And on online game, I, I know there was death matches. But, yeah. Um, next one is Runes of Destruction loaded face down when revealed. Eliminate an iceberg, then remove Runes of Destruction from the game. I can see this being used if there's like a clusterberg and you can house rule it to take them all out. Or maybe... A custom iceberg that's really big, like I've got a pretty big one. Um, or if you see um, the one from Runes of Odin, which we'll see soon, and you can take that threat out. But other than that, I don't see this being too great, personally. Yeah. yeah well, the Clusterberg is, I think, considered one iceberg for game purposes. So this yeah, is guess. a handy way to get rid of those. I guess so. But, but yeah... Here? If you're going to put in a cluster iceberg, aren't you like you know going out of your way to put that in the game, make a big deal out of introducing it? Why would you want to remove it? Yeah. Well, maybe you didn't put this in yeah, the other game. Maybe someone else did, but... Yeah. I'd just rather bring an icebreaker if you're doing a cluster because like, <laughs> get rid of it. It's much more guaranteed. I'm just going to sail straight at it. Yep, I don't yeah. have to worry about going and finding this thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but then you're wasting your points on an icebreaker. Yep. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yep. Um, after that is Runes of Magic, and this one's a lot more interesting because you can play with this one by combining it with Nemo's plans. Load this oh, treasure yeah. face down. When revealed, move any iceberg L in any direction. Then remove Runes of Magic from the game. Yeah. Hasn't somebody already made use of this with Nemo's plans to... Uh, to make like a an iceberg trolling fleet? I don't know. No, really you really want an iceberg trolling fleet. Combine this with runes of Odin. Yeah. I think we should Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah, think we should I've... Read, let's read Odin next. Bill, you can do that one. Uh, All right, we'll skip well, over the uh, runes of wealth and the runes of Loki yeah. and the runes of Thor because who cares about them? Well actually no. Um Oh, yeah, runes of Thor. There's, there's gonna be some interesting. Well, no, there's interesting stuff in all of those. Yeah, we can talk about them. I just, I think we should do the Odin yeah. combo first. The component. Okay. Yeah. Let's so just perfect. talk about Odin. Yeah, it's perfect. All right. Uh, so here we go. Runes of Odin. Load this treasure face down. When revealed, place an iceberg from outside the game anywhere in the play area, not within Elven Island. If the iceberg touches any ship, remove the ship and any crew and treasure aboard her from the game. Then and remove then... Runes of Odin. So this yeah. is like the closest you're going to get to uh, a ballistic missile in the game. Yep, exactly. It's like automatic, yeah. you know, it's like, boink, you're gone. Yep. Uh, I recall you comboed the Runes of Odin yep. uh, with Runes of Magic in your uh, Century of Empires game. Yep, exactly. To eliminate an Elo Cruzado that was completely weighted down. Yep, yeah, it was amazing. And you had Joaquin Vega, you had the Cancellor guy. Yep. I think probably, probably and some kind of, think, yeah. yeah, world hater, so... Yep. Just yeah, basically. Quickly, uh, yeah, the English were doing well, and they had, I think, two or three spy abilities. And they had, I think, they found one of the two UTs, and then they used the spires over the course of like much of the game to locate the other one. And then 
in the process of taking out the faction that had the other one, they made sure to steal it rather than sink it. So then they had both, and then they flipped them at the same turn, dumped the iceberg right next to the Acorazado, because you can't just dump it on a ship. And then, But then you flip Rooms of Magic and move it right into the ship, and then it's removed from the game, so it's just gone. So, devastating. They were going to win the final battle anyway, but the English made it a lot easier on themselves to, to do it Ooh. before that started, so... Yeah. Wait, you said you couldn't just drop it on a ship? Yeah, no, Runes of Odin, you can't put it, um, you can't just dump it on a ship. That would be Is ridiculous. that in the pirate code? Yeah, yeah, okay. that would be ridiculous. You could just take okay, out a Time right. Master without even doing anything. Just loading well, that tea. happened actually in the, uh, the Wizard reason... Economy game I played. Oh, I remember that. That sounds familiar. Yeah. One <laughs> reason why I asked. Out of the game anywhere in the play area, not within Elephant Island. So the person who had its UT and flipped it um, put an iceberg within just outside of L of like someone's home island and right under the Balhuan. It was yeah. nuts. Yeah, well, the reason why I ask about the pirate code thing is because the wording doesn't actually sound like it prohibits that. Yeah. Yeah. It says, yeah, pirate code, I just brought it up. This iceberg cannot be placed in direct contact with a ship. Um, must okay. move into contact with a ship, or a ship must move into contact with it in order to remove that ship from the game. So it's not like. Does lost. it work? Does it work against icebreakers? Yeah. It would have, yeah, if it hits an icebreaker when you roll for the die of the iceberg, it'll hit it. But but if the but what if the rams, icebreaker rams it? Yeah, if it rams it first, you remove the iceberg and the CT from the game. So. Hmm. And the icebreaker. Uh, but, but does the icebreaker go with it? Nope, the ship remains in play and takes no damage. So. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I, I guess I'm going to jump back to Runes of Wealth. Yep. But um, this treasure takes up one cargo space. When this ship has reached a cargo capacity, roll a d6. Replace the value of each non-unique treasure on this ship with the result. This is kind of like... Um, is this kind of like Jade? I can't remember the effect of Jade. It's weird. I don't even like it. Jade is like you double UT when unloaded, and then you can keep oh, it yeah. on the ship. This one's Yeah, you bad. like double the cheap one. I think this one's yeah, Unless you're really lucky with a dice. Yeah. Yeah, this... I mean, well, if you have, uh, like, a bunch of ones, or you if you're playing a game with, like, zeros... Sixes. Yeah. Yeah, zeros, that's a good yeah. yeah, if you're playing a game with a bunch of zeros, and uh, this built into your strategy... It doesn't matter what die roll you get. You're turning nothing into something. Hmm. Yep. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good combo for the zeros. Yeah. Which I need yeah, to wait, roll, I, but yeah. Yeah, I've, I've got to uh, work on my zero collection. value. <laughs> yeah, hold on. Yeah, zero collection. Uh, anyway, yeah. um, after right. that come, uh, what's the next one? Uh, Runes of Loki. I guess I'll go ahead mm -hmm. and do it. Uh, load this treasure face down. You may choose to reveal it after a d6 has been rolled. Change the result of the die roll to 1, then remove the runes of Loki from the game. So it's a good, like, secretive sabotage play. Um, good against, like, all-powerful extra actions. Um, maybe an admiral's action. Good admirals. Yeah, or, like, a crucial boarding party. There's a lot of good uses for it. So. Or a broadside's attack roll. Yeah. This, plus Nemo's, this plus Nemo's plans would ruin a game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. And you yes. can say the same about the next one, too. Yep. Mm -hmm. yep. Uh, Runes of Thor, which does the exact opposite of Runes of Loki. Uh, change the result of the die, roll to a six. So, 
I just thought you could combo this with um, um, Nemo's plans and runes of wealth. Oh, interesting. To automatically ensure that you got like a, a whole bunch of sixes. Yeah, but then you have to combine three UTs, and that's tricky. Yeah, especially in one ship. Yeah, that is. Yeah. <laughs> Two ships. That is tricky. Uh, yeah. More practical uses uh, for those uh, fleet action, uh, fleet admiral guys, uh, extra actions. Yeah. Um, since broadsides attacks has uh, no other abilities, I'm not sure if Runes of Thor could be used with no, it. It says, it says so. Loki and Thor say... They can't be used with against broadsides attack, so no. Oh, okay. Is that no other abilities clause? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, All right. So yeah. Uh, who's doing runes of the serpent? I think you're. Okay. I believe. Yeah. Uh, I? Well, I just finished uh, with the uh, runes yeah. of Thor. Okay, so I'll do the serpent. Um, this treasure takes up one cargo space. This ship can dock at any iceberg. On her next turn, you may place her docked at any other iceberg. She can still be given a move action that turn. Then remove Runes of the Serpent from the game. I haven't heard much about this one. I think yeah. this one sounds cool. This is, yeah. yeah, this one's really cool. Um, like iceberg hopping. Yeah, yeah and Log hoppers, wait, but with icebergs. Could you use this with Runes of Odin? Ooh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, you like, might be able to use it to come away from the iceberg that's got um, that runes of Odin place. Maybe. Um, yeah, this one to me could, uh, sounds. It says a ship with this treasure aboard does not take damage when it docks with either iceberg pirate code. So. Huh. Okay, yeah. so I guess that oh. counts as immunity. It says this ability does not override the effect of runes of Odin. Any ship that docks with that iceberg is removed from the game. Ah, uh, boo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, whatever. Right. Nah. Yeah, whatever. Runes of the Serpent <laughs> is still pretty cool. It's yeah. like the it's like fog hopping, but oh, it's icebergs. But yeah. yeah, yeah. The only hard part is this is a UT instead of an ability on a ship. Yeah, I would say Runes of the Serpent is also maybe the least well known of the cool runes of the decent one. Um, I don't think I have yeah. it yet. I don't think I've ever used it. I don't know if it's showing up in a game, but. Yeah, I, I might have this for team, but I don't know if I've ever used it in the game either. Yeah, this is one yeah. I definitely want to use. I think we'd all like to try it out. Okay. Yeah, I'm thinking about combinations with this and uh, Nemo's plans to iceberg hop. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Yeah, like a 10 really getting cool. the first shot with extra actions, that'd be bad. Be Wait, does it say to remove uh, from the game once you've used it? Yeah, yeah it does. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, so you would need Nemo's plans, and even then, just go with a fog hopper, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Although most fog hoppers aren't very good, and it's not a crew ability, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, All right. Now the super rares. Yeah, I'm under the super rares down there. Um, the Erd is the first one. This is a cursed icebreaker. Three mast, thirteen points, three cargo. I'll move. All three cans are three s, and it's also got ghost ship, which is kind of cool for an icebreaker. But it already ignores terrain, so I guess you stack. This ghost is ships for right islands. Now, yeah, yeah exactly. It's, it's like a. So, it's like a lame uh, thematic ability. Yeah, yeah. At least for yeah, for an icebreaker, and everything else is yeah. lame too. It's very average. So, I yeah, don't know. not too good. I still wonder if anybody noticed how I wrote up this ship in the ranking thread for icebreakers. It was what's brown and rhymes with bird. That's right, bird. Yeah, uh, turd is a better one. Well, no, that's the implication. 
<laughs> it's like, oh yes, I oh, thought I was going to say turd, but it's uh, erd. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's icebreakers as a whole are pretty mediocre, and this is bad among them. Mm-hmm. So this is a pretty bad ship. Um, I think you're next, Ben. Oh, I just did that one though. Unless oh, we want to reset. Did? Yeah. Uh, and, uh, uh, we did yeah, I did Ruins of the Serpent, yeah. so um, maybe Billy does Verdani, and then we just restart at Ruins of Death. All right, cool. All right, that sounds good. All right, All right. okay, so the uh, Verdani, or Verdani, whichever. Uh, 16 point, yeah, 16-point uh, ship, two masts, base move L, 2S2S, a cursed longship, and fear. If this ship succeeds at a boarding party, she may eliminate all of the other ship's crew. Uh, not a particularly good combination of abilities here. Um, it's a particularly bad one, I'd say. Yeah. yeah the, uh, I like the uh, 2S cannons uh, on it, but that's about it. It's expensive, uh, and it's a bunch of overpriced abilities. Yeah. It's like yeah. three overpriced abilities. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. It is, really. Yeah. I guess if you get would- the get the first shot in you got four 2s cannons and then blast them kill all the crew but you're probably not going to get the first strike anyway they don't have a lot of extraction crew and it's kind of slow so yeah yeah this this one might be tolerable at 12 points yeah yeah I think but it's, it's not 12 points yeah with like four <laughs> cargo or and or lose the fear i think that could make it more interesting but it's it's yeah. rough as is yeah yeah yep uh, next one, um, Runes of Death. Um, this treasure takes up one cargo space. At the beginning of each turn, eliminate one crew from the ship. If there are no crew, eliminate a mast instead. Once all of the ship's crew and mast have been eliminated, eliminate Runes of Death. And then I think it can't be unloaded from the ship, I'm pretty sure. So, um, yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, so this one's one of the more devastating negative uh, UTs. Not as automatically awful as, like, Missionary or Plague, but it kind of it takes a toll over time, so... Yeah, it's a slow, painful death. Yeah. 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 It's not a pretty one. Yeah. Um, I guess it's kind of up there with them because it kind of will disable a gold runner, but mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. This will ruin um, a game pretty darn quick. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of ruining games pretty darn quick, we're getting yeah. into um, promos, and it sounds like you're getting into third tier. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> We've got USS Kettering, which is kind of almost undebatably the best longship. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's kind of funny. The Americans got the best of each kind of uh, uh, of the major new ship types in Mysterious Islands and in, yeah. uh, and in Frozen North. Anyway. Kettering is 16 points for a three-masted longship, so it's still kind of expensive like the rest of them. It has three cargo space, nothing special. It has SL move, which is the best of any longship. Um, especially Yeah. Um, all its guns are 3L, and that's, that's like nothing super special, but that is respectable. And it has the canceller ability. And because, you know, it's American, it has much better crew selection than any of the Viking ships do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Eternal. Yeah. 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 One point Eternal, guys. Yep. One, 
a one-point eternal captain and a helmsman, and you've got yeah. yourself a ship that is going to cause your opponents so yep. much misery. I like um, <laughs> I like Brent Rice too, world hater, because you've got six shots, so the plus one yeah. is really good on a lot of firepower. Like you yeah, know, you so. could forego the helmsman because this is fast enough. Yeah. Oh yeah, I have a fleet where it's got the Minuteman flotilla up behind it for like ten shots. Oh, yeah. So ten Ooh. shots moving at SL with canceling. So and some with yeah. range. Yeah, pretty bad, pretty devastating. Yep. Yeah, the Kettering is an awesome ship. Uh, there's like one on eBay for fifty bucks that nobody has touched because it's not worth fifty bucks. Not quite. Not really. It's like a $20 ship. I was about to say that, yeah. Yeah, it's it's worth the twenty dollars, and I'm trying to get my hands on one. Somebody sell me one, please. <laughs> Wouldn't we all like to have one of these? I feel like Ben has like a stash of eighty of them that uh, he's literally sitting on. Uh, His chair is supported by a stack of no, eighty. Uh, that'd be awesome, but I would have sold them. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that would be sixteen hundred bucks. That'd yeah, be great. Yeah, I did yeah, get that's... really lucky when I got a Frozen North box in 2014 from Bill's Wholesale Gaming because. The pack had the Kettering. I just got super lucky. So, yeah. yeah, nice. Yeah. There. <laughs> anyway, um, it's getting like late, the, so let's steamroll through these. That's yeah. probably going to be the one we talk yeah. most about. Yeah. HMS Bartlesville. 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 I don't know how to say that. Uh, one masted uh, ship, uh, 12 points, two cargo space, space move L, 2S cannon, uh, long ship, and world hating. Uh, Just a you're not getting much for 12 points there. Yeah. Nope. Reminds uh, me of the Yggdrasil, pretty much. Pretty yeah, smart. the Yggdrasil. Yeah. I would say this is worth 7 points. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. 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 And then we can skip the Silver Explorers. Yeah. 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 Which yeah. means Ben gets to talk about his favorite oh, ship of the entire yeah. set. Yeah, this one's weird. This is really bizarre. Um, Elsinore is a three-masted Viking longship, limited edition, uh, 15 points, 5 cargo, S-move. The cannons are the worst of any longship in the game, uh, 4L, 4L, 5L, so it's got a rank 5 um, longship, and then it's got crew of any nationality may use their abilities on the ship, which is pretty cool, but, I mean, longships are offensively based, so doubling really bad firepower doesn't really help much, so... Um, <laughs> I don't know, I guess with the ability of preventing nationality, you could turn into some like super expensive, slow, like beast hybrid, but it's just not worth doing. So I don't know. Yeah. I haven't used it yet, to be fair. I don't think. Maybe once I'm best, I don't think so. But um but yeah, there's I don't know. There's probably some decent combo. I bet combos, you but, there's stuff to do with this yeah, that some. we haven't thought of yet, but it's yeah. it's going it, to involve it's yeah. going to involve zero point delimiters. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Good luck getting one of them onto a Viking ship. Yeah, well, the flavor text would imply that this should be American or English. Well, the ability is crew of any nationality may oh, use their abilities. Oh, yeah, zero point crew can only be assigned to a ship of their own nationality. I forgot about that. Oh, that's like, wait, uh, yeah. wait, wait, is that true? Yeah, that's one of the yeah. most easily then forgotten use abilities. Ca- yeah. Then use Captain Charles Richard. Yeah. Oh, okay, there yeah. we go. Mm-hmm. I no, think that's I even one way had to get Elsinore, so I I might be able to do that. Thought experiments I'll, for you. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna write this up at some point and well, prove that Elsinore is not as big a turd as she looks. Yeah, um, it's just fun because it's essentially a ship full of cosplayers. Yeah, that's literally what it is. That says yeah. 
That's what it says in the flavor text. Yeah. Right. Let's go be Vikings. Let's yeah. try it. <laughs> what right. could go wrong? All right. While I say that Elsinore is good, I can't say the same of HMS Wallace. I tried to do another pun yeah, there. Yeah, I heard I that one. Come on. Yeah. Wallace is a disaster. It's a 15.1 mass chip. I think this is the like second most expensive one mass chip in the game. Maybe. Um, it's 15 points. And for those 15 points, you get a th- well, two 3S guns because it's a long ship, three cargo space, SS move. If this ship succeeds at a boarding party, choose two of the following eliminate a crew, take a treasure, eliminate a mast. You're not going to be winning any boarding parties, though, because this is a one-masted longship. Okay, you can throw a boarding bonus on it, but then your base roll is, you know, your base value is still just three. Yeah. This isn't good. Nope. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it would see much usage at seven points. Like, it would still be pretty mediocre. I mean, I don't know. It, it might sort of be worth kind of using as a novelty at six or seven. Yeah. Uh, oh, well. Yeah, just to see you yeah. did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, six okay. points it might. But... Next one's better, at least. Oh, yeah. A little. Sotez uh, Lirequin. Three masts, uh, 16 points, two cargo space, base move of L, three L cannons across the board, longship and fear. Uh... On the expensive side, but this is a much better ship than the super rare Verdani. Kind of. Yeah. If only because it's bigger. Uh, both ships still have fear, still have two cargo, uh, still have base move L, uh, but uh, the Requin is a little bit more durable because of that extra mast. Yeah. And you've got. And it's got the nice little uh, artwork on the sails. Yeah. Too. And the firepower yeah, like the is cursed decent. insignia and a bone-looking masthead. Yeah, yeah. And because it's cursed, for the most part, it has a better crew selection. Yeah, true. Uh, for better. the most part. Okay, it's better crew selection than the Vikings. Not so much better crew selection than anything else. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I it's, know. A, it's an okay um, gunship for the cursed. It's better, not good. Yeah, I mean, for the cursed... <laughs> I'm thinking for the cursed, you get Captain Helmsman, maybe an oarsman to protect those two. Um, you got about 21, 22 points moving LS with six 3L shots. That's not terrible for the cursed. I mean, they're not a very good faction, so it's a reasonable yeah, option, but, I think, for them. But the reason <clears throat> oh, why Sautez gets forgotten is because of some others that will come up on later. Exactly. Yeah, I almost said that. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Um, um, the next one is Icicle. This one's a pirate longship. Uh, one cast. <laughs> 10 points, 3 cargo, SL move, 3L cannon, and crew can't be eliminated unless she sinks. Um, this one's not too bad. Uh, the pirates have way better ships, like the Raven. This one's, I don't know. You could do, like, a captain, an oarsman, and get a few coins, maybe. Get a little support gunship. It's not too bad compared to the other one master long ships. And this is another example of the pirates getting a discount. I feel like if the Vikings had this, to be, like, 18 or something. I don't know. It's not too bad. It's not that bad, actually. Yeah. Also not too bad is Baba Yaga, which is another cursed three-masted longship. All of its guns are a base rank of 3S, although this this longship gets World Hater. And for 15 points with three cargo and L move, you're getting effectively six 2S guns 
and a reasonably solid crew selection, as I was talking about earlier, making this overall the third best three-masted longship. Eh, I don't know about that. I, I think there might be a longship uh, coming up soon that takes the crown for third best, uh, maybe. This, mm. Assuming the Kettering is No, Kettering is number one. Um, the one I think you're talking about is number two. This is number three. Oh. Uh, eh. Okay. Maybe you can make a uh, case that the fronting uh, is... Fronting is close. Yeah. Nagling yeah. and uh, Hugin are close, too. It's yeah. pretty tight, I think. It's tough yeah, to differentiate. Yeah, then maybe one that's... Uh, let's see. I think it's yeah. kind of like a toss-up in the middle. Like, there's a few at the top, and then there's kind of bad ones. But then the middle is pretty debatable, I think, in ranking. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. All right. Um, so, who's going to do Kalalit? Oh, this one's weird. If it's me. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kalalit. <laughs> or whatever. This one's bizarre. <laughs> Uh, we got a one-masted uh, Viking longship, uh, 13 points. Oh, goody, it's expensive. Somebody assembled this one wrong. Oh, the photo. I didn't notice that. Oh, they did. Oh, you assembled a one-masted longship wrong. Okay, to be fair, longships are hard to put together. Yeah, they are, really especially good. the one-masters. <laughs> to be fair, they're hard again, to put together. Then again, how do you put yeah. together a four-masted schooner wrong? Yeah, it looks yeah that is the one I have question of, questions with. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, three cargo spaces, 13 points. S plus L move. Yeah, it's reasonably quick. Uh, a 2S cannon and uh, longship and plus one to boarding rules against sea monsters. Uh, come on. <laughs> yeah, pretty self-explanatory. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I suppose that the accuracy is nice and the speed is decent. Uh, but the ability and the point cost are hugely problematic. Yeah. I would just use it as, like, an empty Viking gold runner, just because they don't have any other good options. Actually, actually, yeah, I've done mm-hmm. that a couple times, or once or twice. <laughs> um, you have this one? Nice. Uh, uh, I think so. I think, yeah. Pretty sure. And if I, yeah, I'm pretty sure I do, actually. And if I haven't, I may have used it on Vassal once. But anyway, um, the next one Do you have is, the next ship? Uh, yeah. But this one, um, I think I traded for it a while back. Yeah. Um, the Loki's Revenge is a cursed remastered longship. It's 15 points, 4 cargo, S move. All three cannons are 2L, and they're doubled basically with the longship keyword, so 6 2L cannons. And then you've got Sack built in, which is huge. Uh, once per turn, eliminate one of the ship's cargo to give her an extra action. So this one's really devastating. One of the best firepower deals in the whole game. Really slow, but just devastating. So I do usually um, Sack Captain Phantasma for Mosin's Edge, and then a Helmsman, and then you have space for up to three Oarsmen. So then you can move around at SS, SS, and get up to 12 shots at 2L. So, amazing. So, mm-hmm. And also, before... Um, Wouldn't that it's got, the action limit? No, because you still got... No, it's just six times two, basically. Because two actions with the doubled cannon. Uh, Um, And then the flavor text is actually one of my all-time favorites in the game. It says, The Loki's revenge spews fire like some kind of deranged god, an ability that science has yet to explain. So, one of my favorite curse ships. And it looks really cool, too. Yeah, it does. Yeah, the figurehead is like a skull instead of dragon heads and all that. 
Um, oh, this one after, got put together wrong as well. This yes, it did. Um, oh, yeah, no, that... Oh, this looks so bad. Anyway, um, after Loki's Revenge comes HMS Regent, which is a reject because it's 13 <laughs> points, got a 2L gun on this one massive longship, two cargo space, SS move, cannot be shot at by ships with an S of her, and nobody will care because they'll just ram it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's all there is to say about it. Yep. All right. Next one's weird. All right, moving on. We've got Kalmar. Uh, 18 points, three masts, Viking. Base move S, 2S, 2S, 2S. Uh, longship and uh, this ship may dock on an enemy home island and load up to two treasures. If able, she must leave on your next turn. So, very similar to the Hrunting, but a point more expensive and with two more cargo spaces. Nice firepower. I wouldn't but, uh, lose the ability because it's just not fast enough to get away. Yeah, it's not it's good fast enough to get away, good. but uh, this is a very nice little, well, not little. This is a uh, very good gunship with uh, the two S's. It is, um, and because of the big hold and high cost and great firepower, I would just use this as kind of a maximized gunship. Um, Shina Duex, um Helmsman, I think Sigurd Anderson. Yeah. And maybe there's more to do yeah. on top of that, like uh, whatever that Dr. Kerr was. Yeah. If yeah. he fits, because I've listed like at least. No, he doesn't fit. Because I just listed 14 points of crew. Yeah. 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 Uh, so. I wouldn't use the doctor. I'd just like throw a meat shield on there. Yeah. Like, eh, if I lose a boarding party, I'll just have this guy die instead. You could do a shipwright and a um, a cannoneer on top of that, yeah. or some other combination of generics. But yeah, yeah, cost specialist maybe. Ship. yeah. yeah that's another option. Yeah. All right. Next up is Dharma. I believe that's you, Ben. Yeah, uh, Dharma's uh, pirate two-masted. Or one-masted longship. I always get confused, because this one just has the card for a picture. Um, yeah. One-masted longship, 11 points, 4 cargo, SS move, cannon is 3S, and um, you've got treasure trading with an enemy ship with an S, which is really pretty much useless. Um, the cargo is good, but everything else is poor or worse. So. <laughs> yeah, the ability is terrible. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. All right. Um... Now we can get on to the Nordic Raider pack, which to acquire, I think you had to punch out like little weapon coins that you found on, on the uh, on the cards. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. So the uh, uh, generic crew with the treasure. Mm-hmm. Some of those. Yeah, they had them instead like of treasure axe, coins. Yeah, helmet, Shield, spear, spear, helmet. Yeah. Yeah. It was and a melee. They had pack. their own unique individual attributes, and then the, uh, the Raider stuff. Yeah. Um, anyway, the first of them is Polaris, which is another icebreaker. This one's 12 points, 4 cargo, L move, 3L, 3L, 3S, and then basic reroll. This is decent among icebreakers, but it's nothing special as far as three massive ships as a whole go. Yeah, this is probably my favorite icebreaker 
um, because it's thematic, it's Viking, it's tough to acquire, it's expensive, it's cheaper than the uh, Beowulf and has a better ability, and it's the perfect oh, yeah. spot for Sigurd, which is the only good way mm-hmm. of getting double actions anywhere with the Vikings. So the Polaris is one of my favorite Viking ships and my favorite icebreaker, so pretty solid as they go, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway... Um, All right, Uh, so uh, have I got Serpent's Fang? Yep. Mm -hmm. All right, Serpent's Fang, uh, two-mast cursed longship, 13 points, four cargo spaces, base move L, 3L and 3L on the cannons. And if a sea monster begins its move with an L of this ship, it gets plus L to its base move. Not necessarily bad if you've got uh, sea monsters you want to make quicker. But um, certainly not completely brilliant. Um, I think I've only ever used this uh, in the campaigns. Uh, most notably, I think it was in the uh, first um, century economy that I did. And the curse launched that gigantic uh, sea monster squad. Yep. Yeah, this is I, one of my favorite like personal ships. I've become like... Not notorious, but like, I don't know, I've used it a bunch in physical games, and it's really fun. It looks really cool, too. It's got a serpent on the main sail. Yeah, um, and the little cursed flag thing on the uh, rear yeah. sail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love using this one. Um, I just think, I really do think it's underrated. The cargo's solid. It's a reasonable, like, hybrid almost. Um, I think, for, compared to the other two massive long ships, I think this is a really good uh, price point, actually. I don't think it's even, I don't even really think it's overpriced that much. Um well, uh, or three L guns, I should say. Four shots of three L, pretty solid. Um, I like pairing it with at least two, and preferably three or four sea monsters that run out ahead. And I like to put the Hag of Tortuga on a cursed ship that's a little bit faster than Serpent's Fangs. So then I can get a double LL bonus for those creatures. Um, can work pretty well. I've actually used the Serpent's Fang uh, pretty effectively multiple times. I, I think it's one of the most underrated ships. Maybe in the whole game. Um, you have to use it right in, you know, 40-point games. not going to be as good, but I have a big soft spot for this ship, and uh, one of my favorite cruise ships. It's a really cool name. Just, uh, yeah. I can't say enough about it like, that's good, so I love it. Yeah, yeah I, I believe I, I got to... this in a, an eBay lot of ships. It was just there. So I was like, right. oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I used to think that this ship was garbage, but when Ben explained it to me, I kind of got it yeah um i guess then we will finish up this episode with odin's revenge which is the unique treasure from the nordic raiders pack when revealed eliminate one mast from every ship in play then remove odin's revenge from the game and this is another one that if paired with nemo's plans would ruin everything yeah <laughs> <laughs> Well, that would literally end the game. Take out, uh, swarm fleets of like a, a whole bunch of one master ships. Yeah, yeah. So, Which are already not super viable uh, strategies. Yeah. Yeah, this one's pretty devastating. I'm not a huge fan of it, especially because I play um, somewhat larger games <laughs> some of the time. So like taking a mast out of every ship is like really a chore. <laughs> Um, it's like, did you really have to play this? This is an 800-point game. I know, it's so annoying. Um, I mean, I haven't really experienced it in that, but I've certainly thought about the possibility. So, yeah, yeah. it's kind of kind of like a borderline banned item in campaign games because it's just a chore. 
And it affects yeah. everybody equally, so it doesn't even, like, it doesn't even really do that much. It's just kind of like, come on, I don't know. Or at least but, it looks equal, but if somebody yeah. is banking on using a ton of smaller ships, yeah. suddenly it hurts more. Yeah, yeah, it's one of the best counters to the swarm fleet, which can be pretty effective. So. Yeah, I mean, even if I don't think all of the uh, Nordic Raiders pack is all that good, especially compared to the message in a bottle pack, mm. um, I still want it. Yeah, yeah, I think it's pretty good. All three game pieces are um, playable, and uh, mm. yeah, for the Vikings and Curse, the two ships they got are pretty good for their respective factions. And I just thought, yeah. um, Bill and I played that uh, 16 fleet game to finish T2. Swarmfleet won that one. Odin's Revenge was yeah. next. I don't think they would win that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, although, to a counter your point, you said everything in this pack is playable. Everything in Message in a Bottle pack is significant. Is yeah, like yeah, really good. Yeah. Mercury, Slipstream, Thane, Heartless. Yeah, it's a bit abandoned cruise kind of neat. Yeah, outside of the UT, I would uh, Odin's Revenge. I would say the that my pack is more like unique uh, than this one. Yeah, I like both. And, definitely, I have a soft spot for these ones, these ships. As a whole, now actually, since we've reviewed both Mysterious Islands and Frozen North, um, which would we actually say is a better set as a whole? Because I feel like we've stopped to talk about uh, more things in Mysterious Islands. Um, and I don't know. I'm kind of split. I used to think Mysterious Islands was still like a notch worse, but now I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. I like. I think Frozen North is a little better. I feel like uh, Mysterious Islands MI has more like really mediocre ships, but there are certain ships in Frozen North that stand out, like Diamond Strike and White Rose, and for me, Serpent's mm. Fang, Loki's Revenge. There's a decent amount of standouts, whereas I think, I, for me personally, I feel like um, Mysterious Islands is more mediocre across the board, and Frozen North yeah. is largely mediocre, but there's more, like, shining, you know, stars, I guess. Yeah, like yeah, that makes Savage. sense. Delicorn. Yeah, there's Grim the Savage, there's U.S. Kettering. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, and then Resolve. there's stuff like Atlanta, which is just kind of forgotten. There's um, yeah. there's the Maryland. Yep, Rosal. Yeah. Alma. Yeah. Yeah, yeah whereas, uh, I guess, yeah. Almost every single fight that's stripped from this set, with the exception of the Stoneheart Stone and the Shetland, are good in some way. Yeah, they're mm. solid. Yeah. The Stoneheart... Uh, the only thing it has going for it is the re-roll, which is, even yeah, though it's a great utility ability, it's kind of eh. Yeah. And I don't really like the Shetland because it's not very accurate and yeah, really rather slow. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, all the other fives, uh, the Tartessos, the Atlanta, the Delacroix, uh, all have something good going for them. Yeah, and then the, in Frozen North, the... Uh the high-numbered pieces are a little better because you get Kettering and Loki's Revenge, whereas Mysterious Islands has almost nothing worth using of the Alex okay. promos. So. Yeah, you you do make a good point there. And looking back through like the uh, list of combinations I wrote down from Mysterious Islands, there's actually less that's been worth okay. like saying, yeah, let's have a look at this later. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I guess, yeah, Frozen North still does edge Mysterious Islands, and but there definitely is still some notable stuff in both sets. Yeah, and I would say, um, in terms of signature stuff, Mysterious Islands are 
more easily abused and break the game way more than icebergs. So in terms of balance, yeah. the signature stuff for MI is a little, it's a little more wacky. So, a little less yeah. Also, submarines are a much better uh, one-off ship type than long ships. Yeah, they're better Just executed the even if they are hide underwater. Can't be shot at while they're down there for the most part. Yeah. All right. Any yeah. any other parting thoughts on the set? No, I think I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. It's awesome. darn hard to acquire. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. pretty tough. I had some more of them. Yeah, it's yeah. expensive. Yeah. All right. Yeah, this was episode 18 of the Pirate CSG podcast, and uh, this is the three of us signing off for now. So have a good night. Thanks for listening. Bye. Mm-hmm.